I'm a fish boy who skates for Team X Blades with a leprechaun Who plays basketball, come to my smart house Meet my alien sister, don't come hungry Because I'll bet my mom can't everyone and welcome to Mum Can't Cook, a DCOM podcast. I'm Andy Farrant, one of your hosts, and I am ready to run my mouth about this movie. Hey, I'm a wacky horse whose mind you can read. Uh, hey. And I'm here as well. How did you How did you get in here? Where's Luke? Where's Luke? What? He's, he's right here. He's just... Luke, Luke, are you okay? I'm fine, Andy. I'm just I'm struggling to get this horse out of the damn way. Yeah, well, it's... it's Move li- it! It, did you leave salt on your microphone? They like that salt sometimes. Mm, They'd like to. I love this salt. This is great, Foley. Mm, I've got to say. Mm, this is. Mm, oh no. Mm, okay. Well, I'm sorry, folks. I don't yeah. know how this horse got in here. Yeah, if only someone neck. were able to talk to these horses. Uh, if really, only really someone sorry. had la confianza de caballos <laughs> and was able to get this horse out of here. But unfortunately, it's a gift that only is passed down through certain families, as we all know, scientifically. As we all so. know, scientifically. And as we will learn in Ready to Run. Hello, I'm the other host, Luke Westaway. I'm sorry, oh, you got him I out pretended to be a horse licking the microphone. I can't imagine a worse... <laughs> a more a worse way to start your podcast, really. <laughs> I think. Imagine if this was someone's first episode, Luke. Oh, imagine oh God. That. Imagine what you've... Look at what you've done. What if... Some, what if... Kermode finally sort of checks his mentions or something, and he's yeah, like, and he's okay. like, all right, I'll give right, these fine. guys one. I'll listen to one, <laughs> listen to one episode. <laughs> fine, I'll give yeah. them one chance. Simon Mayo never pretends to be a horse licking salt off of his microphone. <laughs> Do you think the first episode of This American Life is <laughs> someone pretending to lick salt off their microphone, Luke? <laughs> no, I don't. The answer is no. Well, you haven't listened to season two of Serial. I think I it, started to, but it was nice. it was boring. Yeah. Well, it's too much salt sounds. Okay, ready to run. Oh, yeah. It's a a decom that I am passionate about, it turns out. Um, Okay. I really enjoyed this one. Is this this another um, Dolphin Hands movie? What was that called? The Ring of Endless Light? Ring Ring of Endless Light, Andy. Take things seriously. (laughs) Is this another Ring of Endless Light situation? Um, You know what? It doesn't quite have the earnestness of a Ring of Endless Light, but it's definitely operating in that zone. And it turns Uh out that... I'm basic and like that zone. Um, so, yeah. Well, it, it was directed by original Boba Fett, Dwayne Dunham, and we know he's a what? safe pair of DCOM hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we know do. this. We know this. So, competently directed, at least. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. And you know what? I think this, I think this film is well directed, for whatever else you want to say about it. Uh, all right. I want to hear how Disney put this movie to its audience. Yes. Let's... But first, before we do that... I want to talk, Andy, about your exciting new project that is kicking off this spooky season. Tell me all about it, please. Yeah, so if people want to read some short comedy horror stories yes, written by me, yes, please. Uh, I have a Substack um, that'll be putting up a new short horror story every week until the end of November. So the whole spooky season, September, October, November, um, 12 weeks of short horror stories. If you go to uh-oh.substack.com, that's uh-oh.substack.com. You can sign up there. It's all free. You get them emailed to your inbox or you can read the archive there on the site. Check it out. Let me know what you think. They're all sort of work in progress. Uh, it's just something new I'm trying, but please uh, do check them out. Let me know what you reckon. They're brilliant. I've been lucky enough to uh, like read a few of the stories uh, already and they're so good. You will be You will be laughing and creeped out inside of 
five minutes. And well, that's the that's the hope. That's the oh man, no, 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 they're really, really good. Don't let don't let Andy's modesty go in your brain. <laughs> close your well, close your ears to his modesty. It's really good. <laughs> go sign up. Here's 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 ready to run. No one took Corey seriously. I want to be a jockey. I won't allow it. Until TJ opened his big mouth. <laughs> Tomorrow. I think we got ourselves a racehorse. Disney Channel presents... I stink. You've got all it takes to be great in here. Two unlikely friends who are ready to run. I think I can. I think I can. A Disney Channel original movie. Always wear a seatbelt. Tomorrow at 8.47.40 Central, right after Escape to Witch Mountain. Only on Disney. I am furious that this film isn't called The Confidence of Horses. It's, yes. It's mind-boggling that it's not called The Confidence of Horses. I cannot remember the name Ready to Run ever. No, ever. When I searched for this to watch it then, I started typing Confidence of Horses. Instantly. So confident was I that I thought it must be called Confidence of Horses. With the confidence of Westerways, you started typing. Yeah, exactly. And it came up, first thing. Yeah. Yeah. The only other note I have before we start is that the Disney Plus thumbnail for this looks like a souvenir photo you'd get taken at a sort of ranch experience. Um, yes. That you've yes. got, like someone bought you a like a red letter day. Yeah, yeah, You got yeah, to go yeah, and yeah. be on a ranch for a day and they, they're like, oh, we'll get your souvenir photo. We'll get that email to you. Yeah. That's the Disney Plus thumbnail for this. Yeah. You've had this emailed to you for $15. They burned it to a <laughs> CD for like, an ex- for like an extra fee. Yeah. You went home, put it in a drawer and yeah. it, will remain, it will remain there until you move house. <laughs> Okay, we open on a view down a tunnel through yep. which trot several horses. Uh huh. I don't think I've ever seen a horse in a tunnel. <laughs> That's a new experience for you. The film is already delivering on its the, on its yeah, promise. Exactly. I'm already having a great time. It looks like jockeys returning for a race. Um, one of the horses starts sort of drifting sideways, but there was no time for a second take. So. <laughs> uh, the opening credits tell us that Sinbad is in this film. Yeah. Um, it also says with the voice talents of Paul Rodriguez. And so already you're thinking to yourself, yes, talking horse movie. And it is a talking horse movie. You remember how in You Lucky Dog, we were so incensed that the dog doesn't actually talk and the film yeah. would have been better if it had. Never does a single wisecrack. Yeah. Well, if you want wisecracking animals, oh boy, is this film going to take a swing at that? Yeah, right. <laughs> Deliver? No. Take, <laughs> it's going to swing, though. It's going to swing. swing big. Swing for the fences. Swing big. Uh, okay, so yes, these are all jockeys. They're being funneled through a, a tunnel chute into a race course and now a horse race is happening. Yeah, it's the Sonora Racing Stables at Sonora Downs. Thunder Jam goes off as the favourite despite a lacklustre record for Garris Racing Group, says the announcer. I think um, horse racing yeah. is an unbelievable swing for a kid's movie. Yes. Like, I know we've talked before about how DCOMs choose weird sports to try and... It does have horses in, and kids like horses. Yeah, that's true. You get to see a lot of horses. You get to see a lot of horses, but like... I do think it's, I think horse racing is very grown up. Like kids love horses, Mm -hmm. but do they love horse racing? Do they love horses being driven to the brink of (laughs) dying of exhaustion and then possibly breaking their leg and being destroyed? Yeah, and then being destroyed under a blue tarp or something. (laughs) Also, like the most similar decom to this is Horse Sense, which tells us explicitly that horse racing is is cruel and wicked. Yeah, right. And we see a lot of scenes of horses being, um, I mean, mistreated is... You know, not too strong a word, I would say, for some of the things that happen to horses in this yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. This film, I mean, this film is not really going to dig into the ethics of horse racing. No, it's just going to pre- present it as a good thing. But yeah, um, uh, yeah Thunder Jam is sort of um, neighing. The subtitles say neighing strongly, which I thought was a good <laughs> horse name. 
Neighing strong. That is good. Neighing strongly. Neighing strongly is in the lead. Neighing strongly is in the lead. Yeah, but it's not. He's called Thunder Jam. Neighing strongly Fairly. has gone over. Neighing strongly. Neighing strongly has been destroyed. Neighing, over neighing, they're putting the blue tarp over neighing strongly. <laughs> it is. It is weird, isn't it? Because I went to um, the Calgary Stampede um, a few years ago, yeah. which is a big sort of county fair style thing in Canada where they do a lot of agricultural shows and they have a rodeo. Yeah. I was like, oh, I might go down and check out the rodeo. They the only thing they had tickets left for was something called the Chuck Wagon Races. Okay. Which is like a horse race, but they have a like a little wagon behind that they have to tow. All right. And um like gladiator. Yeah, it, not like a chariot, but it was oh, like right. a covered yeah. little chuck wagon. Okay. And it was sort of hard to tell what was going on, and it was all a bit chaotic. And then someone came over the announcement and said that four horses had had to be destroyed during oh this God. race. And it was, yeah, it, really, it was a really weird atmosphere. Yeah, I And bet. I was like, oh, I might, I might go somewhere else now. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, man. Okay. But then, but then the sort of... Um, then a bunch of uh, singing Canadian children came out high kicking and did a sort of uh, fireworks spectacular. Oh, well, and it was a bit, it was a bit of a, a weird mishmash of tones. Yeah, I mean, this film takes the point of view that mistreating horses is something that happens in horse racing, but only by e- evil evil people do it. Evil horse owners. Yeah, and the you know the good majority of horse owners just love their horses and just want to nurse them through any and all difficulties they may experience, regardless of how much financial impact. <laughs> is assigned to that yeah exactly yeah so this uh this thunder jam doesn't want yeah. to get into his um his starting his... cage yeah. for some reason we meet our hero she's called <laughs> for Corrie. some reason this horse doesn't want to get into a cage <laughs> get into a cage yeah uh, we meet our hero she's a um a young girl called Corrie. she wants to be a jockey it seems but she can't convince the team's owner to give her a chance yeah um thunder jam is uh still causing trouble maybe sad that it gave up its hands <laughs> It's hard to tell at this point. Um, the race starts and Thunder Jam is still in the gate. He hasn't left, which sort of begs the question how this horse was the favourite. But, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Meanwhile, the peppy country music that's playing in the background is telling us that this film is a jelly friendship bracelet of a film. <laughs> yeah. A man is watching the race with a, a stopwatch. He sort of chuckles to himself at Thunder Jam's predicament. All the horses round a corner. An ambulance has joined the race, but will surely be disqualified for not being the horse. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, that is a bit much, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, if the horse was driving, you could maybe argue it. There's going to be a plot point later about how you're not allowed to use any sort of electronic devices. In so horse, a horse an driving ambulance. an ambulance definitely <laughs> counts. <horse> dri- <laughs> um, yeah, a, a horse called Mandalay Bride goes down in in like weirdly grainy security camera footage. Well, I know why this is. It's because okay. they, to make this film, they didn't want to crash a real horse. So, <laughs> so they've clearly got a low res find of, extant footage of a crashing horse. Yeah, this is this is clearly actual broadcast footage of a horse crash. Yeah. Um, if there's a correct phrase for that, I don't wish to learn it. And but it's yeah. like such lower quality than the rest of the film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you might not have noticed on like an old CRT TV in sort of 480p yeah, potato naughties division, but like, yeah, it really really stands out on Disney Plus. Now, I'm not saying that they should have crashed and killed a real horse for this okay. film. Good. And also the CGI. I mean, I I would have preferred to see a, a year 2000 PS1 oh, model horse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, for sure. Do I want to see a CGI horse crash from the year 2000? Yes. More than anything, I think. <laughs> a thousand percent yes. That's yeah. The, now that I've said that. Yeah. I'm furious oh at Dwayne Dunham. Uh, but that's not what happens. So Mandalay Bride goes down. Um, mm-hmm. The jockey and horse uh, stand about sort of huffing and puffing. Uh, after the race, Corey goes up and chats to a man called Mr. Machado. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the owner of a horse 
uh, called Wookie's Cookie. Yep. That was competing in this race. Uh, she wants to race. She says that Wookiee's Cookie would have done better with a better jockey, i.e. her. But he thinks it's too dangerous because she is girl. <laughs> yes, that that's basically it. Also, we're going to learn that her mum doesn't her, really doesn't want her to 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 ride um, for mm. for personal reasons. So, yeah. Mr. Machado, he's kind of like um, he's a friend of the family. He owns a stables and he owns um, like racing horses. Uh, you can tell immediately from his vibe that he's that he's a good he's a good guy. He's a down home country fella. He's got a cowboy hat and a gilet. Yeah, exactly. He is about to be contrasted strongly with another horse owner. Yeah, that's right. In the stables, uh, a vet called Lucy is examining Mandalay Bride, the, ho- the horse that went down. Uh, the vet says, with a little rest, she'll be fine. Um, she's saying this to a, a sort of cross-looking man in a, in a grey suit. Yeah, this is Mr. Garris. Garris. Um, Garris. Garris says, like, never mind all that. Will she race again? And the vet says, no, but maybe she could have a rich, fulfilling career as a riding pony. Yeah. I don't says, do riding no. ponies. I do racehorses, screams Garris Krulman. Yeah. Get me the injury certificate so I can have her put down. Mm. He he all but executes this horse himself right in front of everyone else. Yeah, if he had the nerve, he would execute yeah. this horse. You can tell just because yeah. there's too many witnesses. He like yeah. slides the Glock back into his hip holster. Yeah. He's like, you got lucky this time, horse, but tomorrow morning. You got to sleep sometime, horse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they sleep standing up. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. It's true, you won't know until you get there and then <laughs> yeah. you, get, you get hoofed if they're awake. <laughs> hoofed senseless. Yeah. So Mr. Machado asks Lucy the vet what's up. Uh, she says, Garris wants to put Mandalay Bride down for the insurance money. That's kind yeah. of his MO. A horse not performing, kill it, get yeah. the insurance money. A horse money. so much as looks at him askance and he'll have yeah. it destroyed. And he'll destroy it for the insurance money. Yeah, and the sexual thrill it gives him. It's not... <laughs> they, don't, they don't say that explicitly in the film, but you can, te- you can tell. They don't say it explicitly. They show it explicitly. <laughs> I'm amazed they got away with it on the Disney Channel. <laughs> Michael Eisner was going through some stuff. He was waving things through. <laughs> you know I'm in Paris. <laughs> it's a real <laughs> show down here, folks. <laughs> Just whatever, it's fine. Just air it. I'm up to my ass in furious stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Michael, I really think it's explicit. No, just it's fine. Put it on the channel. There is honestly going to be something in this film that could really, that conversation could really have happened about. Okay. Um, okay. Nice. We'll get to it. So uh, into the stable storms Thunderjam's jockey. Yeah. He says he won't ride Thunderjam again. He was a laughing stock. Yeah. You're pathetic. He spits in <laughs> Thunderjam's face. <laughs> he yells Thunder- <laughs> Thunderjam. Thunderjam bristles. And the jockey storms out. It's pretty out there to scream at the horse. <laughs> Spittle flecked screaming. Yeah. yeah, he's mad. So Corey walks over to Thunderjam and talks kindly uh, to Thunderjam because yeah. Corey is nice. Oh, Thunderjam. So you had a bad start. You finished great. Right there, the turn, when you flew past the quarter pole, it was like. It was like listening to the wind. <laughs> I think what you might have heard was wheezing. Now, maybe you missed it, but this uh, this horse came in dead last. <laughs> Correction, next to dead last. You're absolutely right. My apologies. Yeah, you did beat the horse that fell down. <laughs> okay, so he's not secretarian. But look how strong he is. Yeah. A horse needs more than strength, Corey. He's got to have heart. It's true, a horse does have to have a heart. A horse has to have at least one heart. It's actually part of the rules. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, they will come around with a tape measure and 
They will come around with a yeah, with a, a dipstick and Wait insert a minute. it into the horse. This horse is part of Dracula's bloodless vampire army of the night. Or this horse is running uh, running six hearts. That's oh, perform- yeah. that's performance enhancing. Yeah, exactly. I and think one, one, heart. one heart is the least good number of hearts for a horse to have because more it's going to be able to pump more blood and run faster unless it's, it's like zero hearts zero hearts no no it's a bloodless oh a bloodless member what? of vampire army of the night and then it'll have shadow like wings and be skeletal of... and you know yeah and those are fast horses i mean that's yeah that's an advantage so mm. any number other than one is performance enhancing yeah luckily thunder jam has one heart so he doesn't just flop around with all of his blood pooling in his hooves Corrie regards Mandalay Bride she's worried Mr Garris is going to have her destroyed for money she says and Mr Machado says insurance won't pay for a horse that's still standing Corrie is appalled Mr Machado says hey maybe she'll grow wings and fly away and this is when I'm like oh sick this movie is going to be about Pegasuses but uh, <laughs> Nothing so good. it turns out that's it's it's not sadly I'm just going to put that to, to rest right now folks yeah don't expect Pegasuses no even though they're going to show you tons of Pegasuses later in this film <laughs> And you're going to be like, oh, here they come, Pegasus they come. time. But no, I just I want to get it out in the open. Zero Pegasus sizes. So Mr. Machado says that um, a truck is going to come tomorrow for Mandalay Bride and cut her up for horse meat. Yeah. Which made me pause to have a think about this. Mm. Because does the insurance company pay out for a horse that's been cut up into horse meat? Well, it's no longer a racehorse, is it? So they probably pay out for... I mean, that's pretty much all you can do with a with a dead horse really i mean yeah you don't oh you don't right be- okay so the okay okay now i get it you don't bury you don't bury them there's not a horse cemetery okay the truck is going to take the dead horse and cut it up into horse meat yeah i understand i thought it was like mr garris was going to say to the insurance company this horse can't race anymore it's been cut up into horse <laughs> right, meat. right no he's gonna say it can't race. To it's got a- horse race has been all sliced up it's going to say this horse is injured and it can't race. And they'll say, fine, yeah. you can have it destroyed. And then okay. once it's destroyed, it will be cut up into horse, cut meat. Up horse meat. I thought Mr. Garris was going to have a phone call with the insurance company where he tried to make the case that in the normal course of horse racing events, this horse got sliced up into... <laughs> it, it, it ran into really fast into a, into a wire fence. <laughs> <laughs> it got cubed. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Well, okay, so when when I was growing up, my sisters used to um, ride horses. And yeah. we had... Um, a little field next to the house where we had a, a stable and they would ride horses around. Mm-hmm. Um, when a horse dies, yeah. which they do because they're living animals. The earth trembles. They, they're they enormous yeah. and they just all keel over. You can't lift a horse. No. You can't do any. You can't do anything with a dead horse yourself. You have to call someone to take them away. Dynamite it. Yeah. Right. Yes. I mean, I imagine there's probably a scenario where you could bury a beloved horse if you were really wealthy and... Sentimental. It'd be a, you'd have to hire a JCB though, wouldn't you, to like yeah, dig out exactly. the grave? But people will come and take it away for I don't know pet food or something. <laughs> don't ask. Yeah, but you <laughs> yeah. Don't, I mean you you yeah you don't ask. You don't want to know. <laughs> okay. Well, right there you go. Taking care of removing dead horses who knew how yeah. it was so hard emotionally <laughs> and logistically. Hard. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So before going home, Corey goes up to the doomed horse Mandalay Bride and, and pats its flanks thoughtfully because she's nice. Back at home, we meet uh, we meet the rest of the family, Corey's family. We meet little sibling Gabby, yep. little brother. Gabby is um, he's got pants on his head. He's watching racing and he's sort of flagellating himself with a spatula. <laughs> yeah, he's he's watching a horse race like all six yeah. year olds love to do mm-hmm. with pants on his head. We also meet grandma. Yeah, her grandma is doing the same thing without pants. I mean, yeah. she, she's she, wearing she, pants. She, 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 she just doesn't so, have pants on her head. She's doing the same thing, totally nude. <laughs> 
Yeah. Like we said, it's a wild movie. <laughs> They're betting on horse races with toothpicks as well. It's yeah. kind of a cute, cute Which family is, activity. Cute. She goes up to her bedroom. Her room is a shrine to horses. Yeah. She has not Except left... for... Okay, so in her room, she has one crucifix of the Lord Jesus Christ and, and every, about yeah. 7,000 horses. <laughs> she's not left herself any wall space to have another personality aspect at any point. So, like, she's really committed to... I mean, yeah, the horses, horses. are winning the war over Jesus in this bedroom. Yeah. Oh my One God. Jesus. I would watch that teacup. <laughs> uh, there's there is also a dream catcher. So it's like okay. that's that is given equal prominence to the crucifix. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, yeah, but her real she worships at the altar of horse flesh. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. The equine that's, altar. Um she yeah. has a box full of dollar bills and a pamphlet about houses, so it seems she's saving up her dollars to buy a house. There's a picture of her dad wearing racing silks, and she says, I won't let you down. Um so is is he dead, maybe? Meaningful. Yes. This yes, mo- yes, yeah. He's so dead. This movie is um, pr- quite earnest. It's not Ring mm-hmm. of Endless Light earnest, but, it, but it's pretty earnest. Um, at dinner, it's dinner time now. Uh, the rest of the family's having a chat. Uh, Cory wants a job as a jockey, uh, but mom says that she will not allow it. She tells Cory that she could be a doctor or a teacher, but yeah. Cory says, no, mom, I'm ready to run. I want to be... She doesn't say that, but she wants to be a jockey. Mum won't allow this, presumably because her dad was kicked to death by a thousand horses. <laughs> Mum, I've been thinking about getting a new job. And quit working for Mr. Machado? I'd still be working for him. He needs a new jockey. I won't allow it. But Ma, I don't want to be an exercise rider for the rest of my life. Well, then you can forget about the horses. You're a smart girl, Cody can be a doctor, teacher. I don't want to be those things. I want to be a jockey. We have been through this a thousand times, Corita. I said no, and that is final. I can be anything I want to be. Dad told me so. And look what being a jockey got him. A nice headstone. Is that what you want? To break my heart again? So the dad is dead from horses. The mum says that Mr. Machado is a good man. God will reward him. The grandmother complains that she's good and her life is a miserable prison. Uh, mum explains that God rewarded her with grandkids and grandma says she'd trade them for a winning racehorse. Just a really nice interaction, I thought. <laughs> cool, grandma. I also like how in this conversation and throughout this film, they talk about jockeying like it's speed racer. You know, like it's the deadliest. Like they're racing in the, dead, in the death zone. Yeah, 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 exactly. If you yeah. get on that horse, it's 50-50 if you're coming back. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, you get kicked to death by a thousand horses. Yeah. We never actually find out how the dad dies. Kicked we to death by, kicked a, thousand to death by horses. a thousand horses. It's not yeah. hard. It's an, yeah, yeah. If you're around a thousand horses, sooner or later, they'll kick you sooner to death. Sooner or later, all of them are going to kick <laughs> you to death. <laughs> At the same time. And They're going to form a like tight mur- circle, but first. <laughs> but then, like murder on the Orient Express, none of the horses can be convicted of your murder. They or- can't tell which was the killing hoof. <laughs> Yeah, or <laughs> yeah, or I'll just slice a thousand horses up and be extremely insurance rich. Yeah, have pet food for days. So Corey leaves in a bit of a huff. Grandma says to the mum, how long can you hope to control her? Besides, what if she's got the gift? The gift. The gift. And mum says, there is no gift. No gift takes away a husband and a father. Yeah, exactly. And grandma looks really sad. Like, I can't believe this miserable woman said there's no gift yeah. when there's a gift. <laughs> When there's clearly a gift. Uh, so, Cory wakes up in the middle of the night. She regards a crystal pegasus. Yeah, she sees the moon playing through a crappy crystal horse Christmas decoration. With wings. A pegasus. With, with wings, yeah. It's and like, you think um, to yourself, man, 
can't believe how well they're seeding this Pegasus reveal. <laughs> well, then it would be called like Ready to Fly. It should be called The Confidence of Pegasus. The Confidence of Pegasus. Pegasi. So she she holds this horrible horse decoration. She 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 turns it hither and yon in the light. Uh, I've just written down. I'd forgotten this, but I've just written down. I like this movie. So clearly, <laughs> it, clearly in the moment, this was really working Wait, for me. Was it when you saw the Crystal Pegasus? That's when, <laughs> yeah. you, that's when you knew. <laughs> oh God, so basic. Okay, so inspired, she makes a moonlit trip to the doomed horse, um, Mandalay Bride, Mandalay Bay, uh, Mandalay Bay, over in the stables. And she unties it. Uh, she walks it outside. Thunderjam watches on. It's hard to know what the other horses are thinking, but don't worry, because soon they'll be voiced by Sinbad and his friends. Yeah. Thunderjam, the narc, tries to raise an alarm, but is shushed. <laughs> but is kicked to death by a thousand horses. Yeah. Um, so she frees Mandalay Bride, <laughs> who runs off into a green screen. Yeah. Where Where is this horse going to go, do you think? My prediction, onto the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I was thinking, so, so the horse sort of runs off and in slow motion rears up. And the film yeah. wants it. To, the film wants you to think that this horse is saying, thank you, Corey, now I'm free. But I will gallop away into the wilderness <laughs> of suburban Arizona. But I think that when I see this horse rear up, it seems to me to be saying, wait, I've never lived in the wild. What do I eat? Which berries are poison? <laughs> There's lots of big metal boxes <laughs> flying along the road. <laughs> no, they're like my horse boxes. I'll go up and see if they want to let me in. <laughs> <laughs> so, horse meat. Horse meat. This is how it happens. Yeah. Okay, so back in the stable, um, the other horses are whispering approvingly to each other, but they stop when Cory comes back in, like Toy Story, but for horses. Yeah, Thunderjam says in English, wow, good for her, that was terrific. Yeah, yeah. All the horses are like, oh yeah, that's nice, it was good. But yeah, that, that was f***ing dope when she... <laughs> um, yeah. Cory looks scared. Uh, that was a very brave thing you did, says Thunderjam. That was a very brave thing you did. that I did me TJ TJ that's right it's me <laughs> that's funny I thought I just heard you you did this is too weird I oh man I've got to wear a mask in here from now on the fumes are really getting to my head So Corey tries to brush it off. Um, she says, I've got to wear a mask in here from now on. The fumes are really getting to my head. What fumes? The, the horse fumes, yeah. What What fumes? <laughs> you know when you leave a horse idling in the in the stable? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah You've got to turn the, turn the horse off when you leave <laughs> the stable. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. just keep it idling. Or it could be bad, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what fumes. Hang on. Poisonous... <clears throat> Poisonous horse fumes. Poisonous horse fumes. Maybe they use like an industrial cleaner or something. Maybe. That's what she means. How bad? Oh, okay. Horse and Rider magazine has an article. How bad is stable ammonia for your horse's health? There you go. Oh, yeah. When they, when, yeah, when horses urinate on straw, uh, it creates ammonia and it, it becomes a gas. Strong so irritant. Yeah. Ammonia levels in the stable are higher and more serious, more serious health risks than you think. Well, okay. All right. Well, there you go. Well, this is a PSA, folks. The more cool. you know, 
Yeah. Get that get the ammonia out of the horse. Now you know. Knowing yeah. is half the battle. Exactly. So we cut to the next day. Uh, an irate Mr. Garris, full of horse blood rage, ready to kill, yeah. is demanding to know where <laughs> Un- his killable horse is. sexual desire. <laughs> he's, he's, he's cranky. <laughs> so he's, he's got his employer um, wanting to know where his horse is. Check the news. There's probably a report of a 10-car pile-up and a smash horse <laughs> on the freeway. Yeah. It's just a smashed horse all over the the 105. So um, Mr. Machado sees this this sort of furious display uh, and he subtly sidles over to Corey and, and lets on that, that he knows that Corey did it, but that, but that he doesn't mind and that he thinks it was a nice thing for her to do. Yeah. Then we get a musical montage of horse maintenance. Yeah, it's, we get a kind of horse shower party. It's Corey gently shampooing and washing a horse. Touching its soft mane. Yeah. Loving on it. Up walks uh, Mr. Flanagan and what looks like a cowboy ventriloquist dummy brought to life with an evil spell. <laughs> it's just an evil spell that brings the <laughs> ventriloquist dummy to life. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. He's he's sort of practising lariat tricks and pointing at Corrie in a very odd manner. Yes. Yeah, he's like, he's got a lasso that he never puts down, seemingly. Yeah. Um, he's, yeah, he's an elaborately tasseled boy. He's wearing a shirt like Ken wears when he's a cowboy in the Barbie movie. Yes, it's, it's like, yes, it's like if you, it's like if as a joke, you were like, you know, someone who, oh, it's like horse sense when he d- tries to dress as a cowboy. It's a little bit like that. Yeah. A lot of tassels. Uh, very colourful. Yeah. So, um, Mr. Flanagan, um, introduces this boy to Mr. Machado as his new jockey. He introduces the boy as B. Moody. B Moody. That's that's B like the letter. The letter B. B. He doesn't have a first name. He's he like does F, not have F a first name. Scott, F Scott Fitzgerald. He is not given a first name through yeah. this whole film, as far nope. as I could tell. He is but just B Moody. He he's got the mitts of shoemaker, best touch with the ponies, says Mr. Flanagan. He want he wants uh Mr. Machado uh to, to, to hire him, basically. Well, first he wants him to look at him. Because Mr. Machado won't even look at him. And then Mr. Machado <laughs> looks out of the window where this haunted Howdy Doody puppet is yeah. thrusting his hips and twirling a lariat. Yeah, you can see, when he's like, it's a teen boy in a bright blue cowboy outfit just gyrating. Just doing pelvic <laughs> thrusts yeah. in, the, in the yard. <laughs> and Mr. Machado is like, Flanagan, I told you last time, look up what a jockey is. <laughs> Before you try to sell me a jockey. Told you, Flanagan, stop bringing these boys around here. Stop bringing these ventriloquist dummies to life. <laughs> And then trying to palm them off on me as jockeys. I told you, read that book of spells if you want, but I won't buy any of the dolls that you bring to life. I told you until you found the counter spell that turns them back into dummies, I'm I'm not not, taking any more of them. I'm not interested. You know that dark bloodlust can't be sated until the full moon. And that's months away. So, um... So anyway, Flanagan reveals that Mr. Machado is not exactly in a bargaining position. He says that jockeys won't ride for Machado. Yeah, yeah he tries to seal the deal by implying that Mr. Machado is in serious financial trouble. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, basically Mr. Machado's sort of stable horse mm. racing business is not successful. It's, it's, uh, nobody brings him horses anymore. Jockeys won't ride for him. Mr. Machado defensively says that every trainer has a slump. Uh, but it's been two years, says Flanagan. So it sort of with his back up against the wall, Mr. Machado asks a few more questions about B. Moody's sort of, you know, experience, qualifications and experience. Turns out that he's a circus rider from Florida. From, yeah, from Ringling Brothers. He was with the Ringling Brothers. So Mr. Machado threatens him with a syringe and he leaves. So, 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 so. let's, let's pause a minute to talk about B. Moody. Be, yeah, be moody. He's going to be um, an important character in this film. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know who Mr. Flanagan is to him, but we don't see Mr. Flanagan again. He just sort of shows up with a boy and says, (laughs) I found this boy in Florida. Do you want to buy him? It's it's heavily implied that this film takes place in the... I mean, it's Sonora Downs, right? Where is Sonora? Is California? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, or, or at least they definitely go to San, they go to Santa Clarita at the at the end of the film. So. Yeah, so they're in California, which is the exact other side of the country to Florida. Yeah, well, I mean, so yeah. If I'd stolen a boy from the circus, I would probably <laughs> try to get. So, be be booty purchased this boy from Ringling Brothers. Yeah, and now he realises he's got a real lemon on his hands. <laughs> he's trying to offload him. So th- this whole situation is so weird. We never see or hear about B. Moody's parents. B. Moody is about 14 years old, I think. Yeah, he doesn't have a first name. He doesn't have any parents. Name. He doesn't have parents. Mr. Flanagan just shows up and is like, I've got a new jockey. He's from Florida. He was in a circus, but he's I not I say now. jockey. I stole him from the circus. He did yeah. ride horses in the circus, though. So it's kind of relative experience. Yeah. He's, uh, anyway, anyway um, I really, really need to offload this Anyway, this get, your, get your prints on this boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. So, yeah, and then B. Moody just sort of lives with Mr. Machado. Yeah. I don't... He becomes yeah. his, like, his ward. Yeah, he sort of ta- gets taken under his wing. Fine. Um, so at the race course, um, time moves on a bit. Grandma is saying um, uh, to, to Corey that she likes the look of a particular horse to bet toothpicks on. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a race a race coming up. Corey says, no, 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 no. The horse, horse is called Juicy Fruity. Yeah, Juicy Fruity. Seems, yeah. seems unlikely. Seems unlikely. Fine. Corey says, no, 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 no. Juicy Fruity, bad bet. He's worn out. And then Grandma looks at her intensely and says, did the horse <laughs> tell you this? Did the horse tell you this in perfect <laughs> he, English? He told you this? Yells yeah. Grandma. Grandma says, you don't think they really talk, do you? And she says, of course they do. And then... She's like, what, in English? And she's like, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. So Corey's like, this is this is stupid. I'm I'm leaving. And then Grandma shares the shocking law. Drops the bombshell. They call it la confianza de caballos. The confidence of horses? Yes. For many generations, people in our family have had a special bond with the caballo. So they talk to you. If they did, I wouldn't lose so many toothpicks. The caballo tells his secrets only to those who prove themselves worthy, whose hearts are pure and true. Like your papa, he had the gift. So Grandma, Grandma explains that horse, the horses will only talk to those who prove themselves worthy. Yes. Um, Grandma also says that she can't do this. Yeah, what's wrong with Grandma? <laughs> well, <laughs> what do the so horses it... know about her? <laughs> So it's implied that um, freeing Mandalay Bay, uh, Mandalay Bride, was the trigger that triggered uh, La Convianza de Caballos. Yes, the horses were like, I have confidence in this this girl. Yeah. So I guess grandmother has never been kind to a horse in her life. Well, I mean, all she does is sit at home betting toothpicks on whether or not they're going to fall and have to be killed so she said yeah she says it only comes to family members whose hearts are pure and true like your dad not me though i'm a real (laughs) (laughs) my heart oh no cory you don't want to see what's in my (laughs) heart you don't know what i've done (laughs) the things i've done cory no the horses would never accept (laughs) trust me me, the things i could tell you would make a horse sick (laughs) in the background a horse vomits well well speaking speaking of horse vomit um (laughs) sure so in the um from this point on in the movie Corey is the only one who can hear the horses. Yeah. But for the benefit of the viewer and for your sheer entertainment and delight, we do often hear the horses as the viewer talking to themselves, talking to each other. And now we get a scene of all of the horses in the stable. They're sort of doing 
Borderline inappropriate workplace banter. Yeah, it, we get a, it's like a short horse improv scene. Yeah. Uh, and it sucks. Sinbad is there now. I mean, Sinbad is doing great work, but the other actors are giving him nothing yeah. in this. Im- this is almost certainly improvised yeah. and not good. I imagine they went for an hour and this was the best <laughs> five seconds they could get. Uh, the horse that Sinbad voices is called Hollywood Shuffle. Um, yeah. So there you go. Um, anyway, Corey is uh, very confused to sort of walk past this and hear Thunderjam muttering. Yeah, he's sort of freaking himself out in his stall. He's like getting inside his own head. He's yeah. like, I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. For what it's worth, at this point, Cory is on a different horse and her horse says nothing. Yeah. So her, like... her horse is conveniently mute throughout yeah. this. Although she is, she'd be able to like hear the horses around her, right? Well, maybe only racing horses can speak. Well, that doesn't see. It's not the confidence of racing horses, maybe is when it? A it's human, the confidence of horses. Maybe when a human jockey sits on you. Some of it's maybe when a horse breaks like a, a thirty mile per hour barrier. Yes, there's like a there's like a sort of like membrane in its ear that ruptures. Yeah, that can... ruptures and lets yeah. out English. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's almost certainly the scientific explanation. <laughs> lets out the English language. Yeah, the vocal cords are all gummed up, but once you reach eighty yes. miles per hour, like, <laughs> excuse me. Yes, as Ex- I was saying. Oh, excuse me. I don't know what came over me. Anyway, <laughs> I am the confidence of horses. <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Garris is here again. He's speaking to Mr. Machado at the um, yeah. At the, They're having the, some banter. Yeah, at the rail. I was by your barn today. A lot of empty space, says Mr. Garris in an evil way. Uh, yeah, but wants- it's not for sale, Garris. And he's yeah. like, yeah, yet. What happened, says Mr. Garris, you used to be a cool and successful horse trainer, Mr. Machado. And Mr. Machado says, you know what happened. And Mr. Garris mysteriously responds, accidents are part of racing. Get over it. Yeah. What happened? What happened in the past? What happened? It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Um, Hollywood's shuffle, the Sinbad horse, is led into the stall. Um, Thunderjam decides uh, this is the exact moment he needs to piss. (laughs) (laughs) I can't help it. I gotta go, he says. Uh, The race starts... Thunderjam stays in the gate and he is pissing freely. Yeah, but um, Hollywood Shuffle sprints out of the gate and shouts, Later, Thunderbucket, in a way that over the sound sounds exactly like, Later, mother... (laughs) (laughs) Which, I mean, you know, we've only got the subtitles to go on. Sinbad's famously known for working blue. Yeah, yeah, could be, could be. So anyway, having the confidence of horses, it turns out, is bad because all Corey so far is hearing is Thunderjam talking loudly about a need to piss. <laughs> about um, his freely pissing. Yeah, so Thunderjam is just letting go uh, in the gate. Garris says, that's it. This horse has pissed freely for the last time. I'm dumping Thunderjam. Yeah, I'll break his leg first if that's what it takes. Yeah, I want this horse dead. He's yelling about breaking Thunderjam's legs in front of everyone. Um, yeah. He says like he wants Thunderjam ground up into dog food. He will break his legs so the insurance pays out. Just get rid of him. He doesn't care yeah. how. He says, I don't care if you shoot him, grind him into meat or trade him for a bag of peanuts. And yes. we in the background, we see Cory conveniently is yeah. holding a bag of peanuts. So then Cory walks up and says, uh, I'll take him and offers the bag of peanuts. And then Mr. Garris says, I didn't mean literally. And the film ends. <laughs> Yeah. So <laughs> no, instead, like no. puffed up with pride, he looks around at t- two other sort of like ranch workers who are trying to avoid eye contact with him. <laughs> he says, "I won't be made a fool of. I take your offer, young lady, and w- you overpaid. I won't be made a fool of. I will give away a horse that moments ago I was talking about making a large amount of money off the insurance for. I will give away this hundred thousand dollar racehorse." Yeah. 
Miss, his whole personality in this film so far is that he wants to mulch horses for the cash that it gets. I'm and googling then, how much is a champion racehorse. Oh man, worth. okay. So I've done the I've done the sums. I, I did well. I did some googling. Okay. okay. Uh, well, mostly because so this trade goes through, and now Corey has a racehorse, and she's like, ha ha ha. But but actually, like even though Mister Garris has essentially been robbed here, Corey mm-hmm. is equally reckless and has equally ruined her life because. <laughs> Okay, yeah. so a racehorse costs around 15 grand. So that's what she's kind of got for free, which seems good on paper. Yes. However, horse upkeep, you would not believe. We're talking about like... I mean, we, I've seen that Simpsons episode. Uh, oh, well, then there you go. Maybe you would believe. We're talking like maybe, it varies obviously, but like £2,000 a month is like a good guide figure from what I can mm-hmm. tell, like to, to keep, just keep for a racehorse feed. alive. Yeah. With feed, stabling, registration, fees... Tack. Training, tack, you've got to have tack, you've got to have salt. Salt licks. Bridles, spurs, lassoes. Shiny apples. The shiniest apples. Those fringed shirts aren't cheap. Yep, one of those bags, a feed bag, Uncle Mo's family feed bag. (laughs) Yeah, Um, sort of uh, jousting livery. Yep. And of course, your your jousting pole, that's expensive. Yeah, and of course, you've got got to source a a cursed book with which to bring a puppet to life to ride it. Well, I mean, those are those are everywhere. Yeah. You'll just stumble over one of those normally. Uh, so Gabby runs to her mum, who works at a diner. I can't tell if she works at the diner or owns the diner. Um, it's immaterial. I think she just. I mean, I think she just works there because it's implied they're um, yeah. desperately poor, which is pretty bad. A pretty bad time to run up and say, "Hey, guess what? I've acquired a horse. I've acquired a breathtakingly yeah. expensive racehorse." So, so it's Gabby. It's the little brother who runs up and is like, "Hey, guess what, Mum? Corey bought a horse. Hope you have two thousand pounds a month." Yeah. Uh, the blood drains from Mum's face as she sees <laughs> looming financial ruin. Uh, she goes to the stable uh, and says, "Corey, get rid of this horse." But Mister Machado, but- who's also there, offers to stable it in his stable for free. Yeah, he's nice. He says the horse can pay for feed with his own winnings. Mum is now cornered. What if he never wins, she says. Well, he'd be right at home in this barn, chuckles Mr Machado. And the mum does relent, but you can tell she's imagining Corrie being kicked to death by a thousand horses. Also, is Mr Machado being nice here? Or is there a reading of this movie that he is essentially trapping the family Mm. by offering to stable this horse? So he's like, oh, we, you know, we can put this horse here... And and, uh, and and he'll pay for his feed with his own winnings, is what Mr. Machado says, right? Yeah. And mum's like, oh, well, what if he never wins? And he's like, and Mr. Machado's chuckling like, oh, well, he'll be right at home in this barn. But also, I'm assuming I'll take your home and car in that eventuality. Yeah, because I'll take it out of your hide, yeah, he says, cause, cause, cracking like, his knuckles. Yeah, like, I will nice. stay... I'll Mr. Stay Machado is nice, Luke. I can't believe you would besmirch the nice Mr. Machado. I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, vets' fees, training, insurance, registration, entry, transport, like... Economies of scale, Luke. The man owns and operates a stable already yeah, for many got, horses. Well, no, but it's a very empty. We know it's empty. Yeah. So, and now he's taking, and now he's taking on one more horse. I think he sees a way out of his financial difficulties, and the way out is to like, like house Thunder Jam for free, then turn around and be like, "Hey, I house Thunder Jam. You owe me twenty k in yeah. stabling and registration." You owe me this diner. Oh, and I didn't even mention this to you because I didn't want to bother you, but I took Thunder Jam to the vets, and here's the bill for that. So anyway, I'll be having your car now. It's faster than a horse. I think I think that's a, a cruel, spirited reading of this lovely film, Luke. Okay, I fine. can't believe All you've right. done well, this. Well, let's just wait and see if Mr. Machado turns out to be evil or Fine, not. we'll find out, won't we? He we'll find out at the end. He's nice. 
Okay. The climax of this film is him executing every horse in his stable <laughs> with a captive bolt gun. <laughs> he has like twin Uzis and he just sort of spins in a circle. <laughs> He's doing like gun catter through the <laughs> through the stable. <laughs> Upside down, he pirouettes <laughs> in slow motion among the horses. So anyway, so so the mom, mom relents, but then when she's tucking Cory into bed that night, she says, "By the way, Cory, if I ever catch you riding your horse, I'll give him away myself. This this expensive yeah. horse is just for looking at. <laughs> it's just for having your portrait painted next to. Yeah. Uh, so it's for equestrian paintings only. So it's it's the next morning. Cory is um yeah. Corey's delighted because she's got a horse. She arrives at the barn. Um, morning Thunderjam. She says Thunderjam talks to her again, and Cory acts. Uh, shocked and devastated, even though this has happened before, and she goes through the entire process of disbelief again, yeah. even though it's happened before. Morning, Thunderjam. <laughs> morning. Morning. Good morning. I'm sorry, did I scare you? No. No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. This is not happening. I am not talking to a horse. So forget I'm a horse. Just think of me as a hairy guy with a big nose. My grandmother told me about this. About what? The confidence of horses. Oh, yeah, that gift thing. I'm Thunderjam, but you can call me TJ. Yeah. And you can call me insane. I, I gotta get you ready for your workout. Whoa, 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 wait a minute, Miss Insane. A workout for what? Ooh, I don't know, you're a racehorse. How about for a race? I should let you in on a little secret. I stink. Okay, now I'll let you in on a little secret. Starting today, you're gonna try. And if you don't, I'll, I, I'm talking to a horse. This is totally crazy. So we learn from this that Thunderjam has a confidence problem. Thunderjam says that he stinks and, and doesn't like racing. I, I think this is confusing. Go on. Because the film is called The Confidence of Horses. Oh, and Thunderjam is not confident. Thunderjam is a horse without confidence, but that's not the confidence of horses that is the title oh my of this God. film. You're, you're, yeah, you're right. The confidence is the trust that they place in you to talk to you telepathically. I think you don't need a second kind of confidence in this film and it makes it confusing. <laughs> Why are there two kinds of confidence? The phrase the confidence of horses is so funny to me, though. It really is. It's so good. It's like a horse trusts you to watch his house when he goes on holiday. <laughs> Feed my fish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, mate. Can you watch my car? I'm just popping into the shop. I'll be yeah. out in a second. No worries. A bridging loan. Well, not for everyone, but that I know you're good for you've it. Got the conf- you've got the confidence you of horses. You've got the confidence of horses, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Mr. Machado comes in and uh, Corey's like, what? Huh? What? Who's talking to a horse? Yeah. We get some extremely weak comedy about um, the fact that Mr. Machado can't hear the horse, but Corey can. Yeah, I mean, it's obligatory, isn't it? You've got yeah. to do the thing. So so Thunderjam makes clear that only Corey can hear him by saying, hey, goat face to Mr. Machado. And then... Corey shouts, goat face! And Mr. Machado looks quite hurt. Mr. Machado turns around and responds there. But the thing is, sure, it's funny. We've all had a laugh. But it doesn't actually <laughs> answer Corey's question because yeah. it doesn't make clear that only... Corey can hear Thunderjam because Thunderjam says, hey, goat face. And then Mr. Machado does turn around and say, And what? say goat face. Who called me goat face? I mean, d- yeah, don't get me wrong. The comedy is great. I, my sides are splitting over here. Yes. I'm, I'm losing it. For sure. I'm just, bu- I'm just busting up. Yeah. But it is confusing. It is confusing. So Mr. Machado says that there's no point in getting Thunderjam ready for a workout because he won't be doing any racing. 
Yeah, because he sucks as yeah, a racehorse. Because, because he's putting his plan into action. He's <laughs> like, oh, oh no, I know I said he'll pay for his feed with his winnings, but he I, won't be doing any racing. So, so how will he fit? pay for the feed? I'll have your car keys. Again, that is a reading of this film. Yeah. So Corey takes him out to the exercise yards to have a sort of run around the track. Um, Thunder Jam sucks, but then he sees a dog and absolutely loses his mind. <laughs> Let's get out of here. It's Godzilla, he says, and sprints off at unbelievable speeds. How does Thunder Jam know about Godzilla? (laughs) Okay. Okay. A a plausible scenario in which Thunder Jam, the horse who lives in a stable, could know about Godzilla. Well, we we see later in the film the horse is watching a television. Yes. Is it possible someone wheeled a television into the stable and to entertain the horses... Put on, put on some Toho a Godzilla film. Classics, yeah, yeah. Um, One of the classic Godzilla films. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you know much about racing horses, but they basically won't run unless they've seen a kaiju they've movie. Seen a Godzilla that day. Yeah, one or more Godzillas. Well, it, it doesn't have to be Godzilla. It can be any kaiju. Well, yeah. But they do have to see a kaiju. They have to see a kaiju. That's before what they'll th- run. Gives them the fear to run. Yeah. yeah. That thing's in the sea. I'm out of here. <laughs> so, so uh, Mr. Machado sees TJ fleeing from Godzilla the dog. Um, yeah. and I mean, what- maybe the maybe the dog is called Godzilla, and he knows that. Yeah, the dog's and, uh, always hanging around. Maybe. Look, Cory doesn't have the confidence of dogs. <laughs> That's a different movie. Maybe the dog said to Thunder Jam, "Hey, I'm Godzilla. I'm gonna f- you up," and then started chasing him. And Thunder Jam went, "Ah, it's Godzilla." <laughs> I think it would be so like, choice if yeah. all films where someone can hear a thing that can't normally be understood was called the confidence of that thing yeah so look look who's talking is called the confidence of babies oh that, what women yes. want is called the confidence of women <laughs> i can't believe there's a film i can't believe that film is real the one where bell gibson oh, gets the incredible God. power of being able to understand women um, by yeah. reading their thoughts what yeah. could these women possibly want he thinks hmm i know well, i know <laughs> magically acquire the ability to it's literally the only way to make a reasonable guess at what someone is thinking yeah apart from i mean how, what else would you do to ask her Ask her. There's, sim- there's simply no way. Deploy empathy? I don't think yeah. so. Who had the no, time? No, what I'll do is I'll have a sort of an electrical accident that rewires my brain <laughs> so it can do telepathy. Anyway, I'm lovable Hollywood star Mel Gibson. Oh, God. Okay, so uh, Mr. Machado sees Thunder Jam fleeing the dog. Yeah. And is like, wow, this horse can race when it's scared for its life. He times it. He's he, uh, This horse turned an eighth in 10-5. Yeah. Isn't that a What does that deal? mean? There's simply no way of knowing <laughs> This horse, this horse could bring money into this stable in an entirely new way. That's yeah. right. Thunder Jam, the drug dealing horse. Thunder Jam can move a package. If you... Thunder Jam, we've got to cook. <laughs> so, yeah, he says, I think we've got ourselves a racehorse. So when can we start, says Cory? As soon as we find a jockey, says Mr. Machado. Oh, you're looking at her, says Cory. But Mr. Machado shoots this idea down. Yep. If not me, then who, she says. And we cut to the haunted cowboy doll. B. Moody. B. Moody is riding with headphones on. He's doing circus tricks yep. on the horse. He sort of flips over the horse. Um, the note I have here is Tony Horse Pro Skater. <laughs> That's good. That's. Yeah. I mean, a couple of years later and they could have called the movie that. 
Yeah. This this B Moody doesn't seem to understand the concept of being a jockey. No. He's doing loads of tricks. He's visibly too heavy. Uh, <laughs> and he's and he's just not a jockey in any respect. Yeah. He, he's a clown, says Corey. Corey says he's a circus clown, which is correct. Yeah. And Mr. Machado counters a very good circus clown. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, sure. <laughs> he could be a very good bricklayer. It's, yeah. that's no help to you, though, is it? We're not asking him to be a circus clown. <laughs> yeah. We're asking him to be a jockey. He's about six foot four for a start, which is he's about six generally foot considered a drawback. And every time he gets on a horse, he starts like flipping around on the back of it, <laughs> doing backflips, doing backflips, and, back and all kinds of all kind of clown nonsense. <laughs> so anyway, listener, I know you're. <laughs> I know you're desperate to hear B. Moody finally speak, and at this point, it does happen. Oh, my back. Dude, this is one awesome mule. Mule? Hello, I'm not a dude. And I'm not a mule. Don't take it personal, she's just a little jealous. Mr. Moody, welcome aboard. I I got the gig? Oh, no way! Oh, Oh, dude, I won't let you guys down, I swear. Touch me and die, okay? Oh, man, this is so awesome! Dude, dude, I'm your new jockey. What are you doing? Ugh, he kissed me. Yeah. Ugh, yeah, he kissed me. So, so Mr. Machado says, you got the gig despite losing a considerable amount of time doing clown tricks. <laughs> so B. Moody hugs Mr. Machado. He tries to hug Cory, but Cory doesn't want to hug. And then incredibly, he starts open mouth kissing Thunder Jam. <laughs> and Thunder Jam reacts with gay panic. <laughs> which, which, you know, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, um, so, yeah, just open mouth kissing the horse he's supposed to be riding doesn't disqualify B. Moody from the job, but neither does being a literal clown. <laughs> a literal clown who uh, mouth kisses Mr. Horses. Machado surveys Cory and B. Moody, who is open mouth kissing his horse, and says, yes, I see where, I see who of these two is, the, I see who of these two is the jockey for me. So Mr. Machado is going through um, Thunder Jam's bloodline. It turns out his dad won the Kentucky Derby. There's nothing wrong with his pedigree. Thunder Dad. It's just it's just that Mr. Garris ran him way too often in all, in all the wrong races, turning him into a simple head case. What are the, what are the wrong races? Is it like... The, <laughs> what are the car, car races? <laughs> <laughs> Motorbike races. <laughs> yeah, that would ruin a horse. Put him in motocross. <laughs> or maybe it's like maybe there's That's the kind of trick a horse would pull <laughs> maybe there's a field of horse racing that's like American Ninja or something or like where oh, Ninja Warrior, yeah. It, yeah where it's like more of an obstacle course than a sort of flat flat sort of track and field event yeah I could see that or hur- like hurdles oh wait they yeah. do that show jumping oh yeah they do it? hurdles yeah, yeah. Um, well so anyway the, the main thing is that Thunder Jam's mind was shattered by Garris's uh, poor treatment yeah and B. Moody, listening to this, is like, hey, wow, my dad said I was a head case, the first and only mention of B. Moody having parents. <laughs> having parents. Uh, presumably, they're frantic with worry. Because <laughs> last they no, saw their well, son. No, they're counting their $20 right. they got from Mr. Flanagan. <laughs> <laughs> they're laughing all the way yeah. to the liquor store. B. Moody, you're out of the frog flying Graysons. Go with this man. <laughs> you're going to be a jockey or something. So Cory realises they have to build Thunder Jam's confidence back from the ground up. Yeah, the, confidence the confidence of horses, of horse. but not the confidence... Not the confidence of horses. The confidence, confidence of, of a, a specific horse. horse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's a training. We, they're doing trying to leave the gate training. Um, the gate's open and Thunder Jam goes nuts. Um, <laughs> and they, he, he does it over and over again. And finally he bucks B. Moody to, powerfully to the ground. Yeah. 
Throughout all of this, Corrie hasn't said a single word to Thunder Jam for some reason. Yeah, she's sort of uh, sad and a bit sulky. Understandably, because she's not allowed to race her own damn horse. She just has to watch... Yeah. She has to watch all the men in her life having fun with her horse. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so Thunder Jam has, has, has thrown off Be Moody. And in a... Um, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. So, th- so that's it. It's, it's, we're off to a bad start because Be Moody has been <laughs> savagely hurt. <laughs> savagely flung from this horse. Then we see uh, a scene of Mr. Machado. Pardon on he, purpose. He, he goes to uh, the diner and he flirts with the mum very heavily. At this point, it's clear to me that the dad's death was no accident. <laughs> but yeah, it is weird. Like later on, yeah, at this point, he's like, man, the first time I laid eyes on this woman, beauty had a new standard. Yeah. And then it's, it says later that him and the dad worked together for years yeah. beforehand. So he he was like, spent yeah. the and whole the, time. And then the dad died in a freak horse accident. A freak horse accident that this man was present yeah. for. He cut the, break, yeah. cut the horse's brake line. <laughs> He was in the stable when someone was uh, pirouetting with twin Uzis through it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the police chalked it down to a simple accident. It was supposed to be a simple mass horse gun cutter execution. <laughs> Real what standard was he doing textbook. in there? <laughs> once, once all your horses are all used up, there's only one way to get rid of them all. He, he sadly opens the oak box on his desk with the twin Uzis in it. He puts on his, he puts on his long Uzis. black leather jacket. These are my grandfather's Uzis. <laughs> Equilibrium's into the sky. So, <laughs> uh, okay. So anyway, so Mr. Machado and the mama are, are, are flirting. They're flirting. He, he, um, he's, Corey is... Yeah. Corey's having a chat with Thunder Jam. She says, you can't win if you don't leave the starting gate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he says that he's over the hill because he's five. Yeah. It, it's time to put me out to stud, he says. And he, she says, you know what, Thunder Jam, oh. maybe you're right. Yeah, you'd like that. You'd like that, wouldn't you, Thunder Jam, you pervert? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Corey, I think, I think I know what we should do. Put me out to stud. Yeah, I should oh. inseminate a bunch of horses. Oh, yeah. yeah but oh. you'd like that, wouldn't oh, you, Thunder yeah, you'd Jam? you'd like that, wouldn't you, Thunder Jam? Well, what he does is he says... What an odd position for you to have taken, Thunder Jam. <laughs> what he does, he says, you should put me out to stud. Yeah. And then uh, Corey says, maybe you're right. And we smash cut to a children's party. And I'm like, <laughs> this, I, really hope, I really hope that's not what's about to happen. So this, this hard cut... I've I've got written in capitals in my notes. Please, please, Andy, say it because I was desperately hoping I wasn't the only one who thought this. Okay, but he says like, put me out to stud. She says, you know yep. what, TJ, maybe you're right. And we hard cut to an inflatable clown rocking rhythmically <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> and it re- you can't see anything else. And it really looks it really looks to me like Corey has sourced a, a sex clown for Thunder Jam. Well, if you want a horse. To inseminate a bunch of lady horses from one sample, you need to collect it in something, and maybe that's an inflatable clown. Look, most of you listeners aren't going to watch this film, and that's absolutely fine, but you'll just have to trust me. It's like, you know what, Thunder Jam? Maybe you're right. And then cut to like, squeak, 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 this kind of... Inflatable clown. Inflatable clowns are like bucking back and forth rhythmically. But it's actually... And then the, and then the film ends. <laughs> Like, all right, the clown's full. <laughs> Let's get it out to the <laughs> to the stud farm. <laughs> get it to the stud farm. <laughs> oh god! 
Okay, so <laughs> Michael eyes this like I'm up to my ears is and complaining <laughs> yeah. French people. They're they're threatening to unionize. <laughs> the haunted mansions in the cowboy land. This doesn't work. <laughs> Just air it, just air it. Air it whatever it is. Are you sh- sure, Mr. Eisner? Because the horse is. Inseminating <laughs> a clown. Is the horse is clown. having Congress with an inflatable clown. Yeah, but you don't, like, see it. <laughs> you don't see it. Well, you don't see it, Mr. Eisner. It's simply implied. Air it. Air it. Okay. Air it. So, uh, no, in fact. A merciful wide shot t- shows us that this inflatable clown is actually perched on top of uh, like a bounce house, a uh, bounce castle. Oh no, Aerosmith are here to talk about their rock and roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> They've all got baseball bats. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's a it's a bounce house. Yeah. There's a miniature train. Kids are being given pony rides, um, and Corey says you can either start trying to be good at horse racing, or this hell will be your life. Yeah. So she's she's taken him here to do pony rides for toddlers as a sort of threat. Like, she says, are you a stud or a plug? I wasn't yeah. familiar with this term, but plug, I guess, is like bad horse, rubbish horse. Yeah, it's quite the contrast because all the other children are on little Shetland ponies and this the one child that's riding Thunder Jam is on this, like, enormous <laughs> racehorse. <laughs> Towering, powerful racehorse. <laughs> Rippling muscles, steam coming off its flanks. Don't you think that if she wanted to, like, deliver this message, she should have taken Thunder Jam to a glue factory? Yeah, to the yeah the pet food factory. Yeah, <laughs> instead of taking him to an inflatable clown sex <laughs> But anyway, um, the threat of having to do pony rides for toddlers works, and uh, Thunder Jam starts running really quickly, yelling, "I'm a stud!" all the time. Yeah. So Thunder Jam is now running well, uh, thanks to Corey's ability to talk psychically to a horse. Uh, Hollywood Shuffle, voiced by Sinbad, races up in practice, and the two of them compete neck and neck. At this point, we have to have a clip of Sinbad. It's been too long. It's time to have some fun. I'm stud. I'm a stud. I'm a stud. I'm a stud. Watch how a real horse runs. Hey, that's Hollywood. Hey, Hollywood. Right. Yeah. Hey, hey, Hollywood. Who you calling, Pokey? Pokey? Whoa, where'd you come from? Come on! Oh, oh, okay, you ready to run, Come on, keep up with me! You ready to run with the big boys? Well, here we go! Watch the turn! Hey, Hollywood, let me show you something! No, no, wait, no, wait! My butt! We cut to a jockey fashion show. B. Moody is trying on different jockey outfits. Um, There's a Matador one, a Saturday Night Fever-inspired one, one inspired by Elvis. But then at the end, he settles on normal jockey outfits. <laughs> yeah, who who could have foreseen? <laughs> who could have foreseen that this is the best way, thing mm. to wear while you're racing? At this point, Mr. Machado goes into the racetrack owner's office asking for a race for Thunder Jam. He explains that Thunder Jam is now better, but the track owner lays out the facts. Yep. He has an insane horse trained by a child and ridden by a literal clown. <laughs> and yes, it does look bad on paper. Look, Mr. Machado, you've got a bad horse... Kidnap Floridian clown. <laughs> it's time to give it up. And but Mr. Machado uh, tells a story about how he trained a long shot. Yeah, he stood next to an oil painting of a famous horse. Yep. He says, "You see this horse? You see this famous horse? You see this famous horse? I trained it." Yeah. There's no proof I didn't. <laughs> he says, "I trained this long shot and it turned out to be the best horse ever." Yeah. Yeah. He tells Peter that that Thunder Jam is ready to run and he needs this as a favor. Mm. Uh, meanwhile. 
Corey is trying to improve B. Moody's racing form. Yeah, trying to declown him. Declown him. However, B. Moody is struggling to improve because he can't hear because he's always wearing headphones attached to a CD Walkman. Yeah. Why do you wear those things? Says Corey, exasperated. And B. Moody explains, to be a good jockey, you've got to be one with the horse. The tunes help me feel the horse's rhythms. Yeah, he explains that Led Zeppelin is a gallop. Yeah. A trot is more Pearl Jam. And for race day, it's got to be the Chili Peppers, man. Those, Those dudes can crank. Those dudes can crank. <laughs> This is this is contradictory because he says the tunes help him feel the horse's rhythms, but then he puts on music that has an entirely different rhythm. Yeah, the thing that is so, the thing that is absolutely joyful to me about this is that he lists all these bands, ends on the Chili Peppers. These those dudes can crank, and then oh, to, they can crank, and they're then, always cranking. They're always cranking. Chili Peppers. And then to illustrate this point, he puts the headphones on to Corey, and we hear. Uh, we hear music. It's none of those bands. We hear music that is definitely not the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but it's so funny to imagine that it is. <laughs> it's a kind of MOR royalty free soft rock song with lyrics about being ready to run. And what? Let's hear, let's hear a little bit of it. So look. Look. Is there, is there a, a universe in which Anthony Kiedis came to flee and Chad and. The guitarist John, John and said yeah. and said, "Look, fellas, I've been tinkering with something new. What do you think of this?" Yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, Anthony, it's your it's your cousin Marvin, Marvin Kiedis. You know that new sound you've been looking for. You know that middle of the road, <laughs> that middle of the road. You know that middle of the inoffensive. road, inoffensive horse rock you've been looking for. Hey, you're right. Everyone can enjoy this. Yeah, I, I like to imagine that. And yeah, Anthony Kiedis is like pitching this hard, and the rest of the band is like. Just stood there in short well, silence. We get a little montage of the two of them riding together and um, Corey is wearing headphones and it's like she's never heard music before. Yeah, she's, she's like, like wow. pointing at the headphones and going, this is awesome. Yeah. Like a time traveller who'd never heard music. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's probably never heard the B-side of Blood Sugar Sex Magic where all of, the, all of these songs are on. <laughs> about, about horses. Yeah. Ready to run. What do you think, Flea? I think it's. I think there's something there. Flea. Po- I don't know. Could it be about California? <laughs> Flea points to a whiteboard that reads "Skibbity boobity beep up California." California. <laughs> California funk. <laughs> it's honestly. It gives me so much joy to imagine that that song is the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> it's the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Well, you know, they once that if they've cranked too much. Yeah. You're just mellow. You know, they're sort of tired and mellow after, <laughs> yeah, cranking, and after mellow. cranking. <laughs> Maybe they'll just crank so, out a few horse jams. Yeah, sometimes you just got to crank out a horse jam. Yeah, to just just for you, for you just right? for the you, true fans. Yeah, you've got to you've got to write a hundred songs about California. Yeah, but then for the accountants, for the, you know, for the for the accountants. Yeah. But then hundred for them, one for you. Yeah, I do scar tissue for them. I yeah. do ready to run for, yeah. for me. Yeah, I just. <laughs> So psycho sexy is, you know, <laughs> for the arena crowds. But then ready to run is for Anthony. A little something for Anthony. Flea doesn't get it. Um, so uh, they find out. So they 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 go to um, they go to the diner. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, oh oh, like film wise, the thing is at the end of this montage with music and listening to music while they race horses. Um, B Moody and Corey have made friends. So, yes, they're mates now. They're uh, pals. They go to the diner where Mr. Machado is and the mum, um, and they find out that Thunder Jam is 
is going to race because Mr. Machado right. does a sort of fun reveal where he shows in the newspaper, like, here, check out this newspaper. Look who's racing in the in this. And the name Thunderjam is in there. Yeah. B. Moody thinks that someone else stole Thunderjam's name. Moody is quite stupid. Yeah, B. Moody. Yeah, I don't think B. Moody got much schooling in the Florida no. circus he was taken <laughs> <the> from. <laughs> As a baby clown. As a baby clown. So we cut to them watching tapes of the of their opponents. Um, we see Cyclone, the fastest, what? meanest horse on the West Coast. When we say them watching tapes, B. Moody, the jockey, B. Moody isn't, there. isn't there. I have this note. Yeah. I don't know why B. Moody isn't here. Yeah. He's the jockey. So they're, so they're showing Corey, who isn't going to race in this race, uh, this tape. Mr. Machado yeah. is showing a tape. It's Cyclone, the fastest, meanest horse on the West Coast. Yeah. Uh, and they're studying Cyclone's form because we've got to Cyclone anticipate. Spe- he's got special moves special. that they need to learn to yeah, anticipate. We've got to anticipate Cyclone's wave dash into up, up <laughs> got his, cross, his cross slash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Corey is asking what the deal is with Mr. Machado and Mr. Garris. Um, yeah. And then Mr. Machado reveals he used to work for him. And then Corey reveals that Mr. Garris has the nickname the Mad Meat Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> which is... Which is... Um, Amazing. So he, yeah, he he used to. Mr. Machado used to be a trainer working for him, and when mm. pressed, he 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 spills the whole sordid story. He had a colt. It was a great horse with speed to burn. The morning of a race, I noticed his hoof was heating up. The, the vet did his check, but he missed it. Now I wanted to scratch the horse right away, but Garris wouldn't let me. He told me. If the vet could overlook it, I should too. But you can't put a rider on a horse like that. It's like asking for trouble. That's what I told Garris. So what'd you do? I quit. Now, I tried to warn a jockey, but it was too late. He was already at the gate. The horse was leading by a length in the stretch when he uh, went over the rail. Mandeville. My dad was on that horse. He was a good man, Corey. And a great rider. Okay, so let's dig into let's dig into Dad's fatal horse accident. So Mr. Machado noticed that the horse had a hot hoof. Yeah. One one leg Is was that, on fire. One leg was heating up. Is this I didn't Google this because I I didn't want to. But hot horse hoofs. Yeah, do horses get hot hoofs? Do horses. Hot horse. Hoofs. Is your horse's hoof temperature abnormal? Asks Dressage today. Yeah, if you notice one hoof is significantly hotter than the rest, there might be an underlying condition at hand. It can be a symptom of soul bruises, abscesses. Soul? Oh, as in in S-O-L-E. Yeah, not like soul skating. I said soul (laughs) bruising. (laughs) I like to soul bruise. Um, Or laminitis. Laminitis sounds bad. Okay, well... How hot should horse hoof be? He noticed that the the hoof was heating up, but... Mr. Garris <laughs> wouldn't allow it to be withdrawn. I, I struggle to believe Mr. Machado's story here because he says that he... So Mr. Machado's story is he quit on principle. Yeah. Then he tried to tell the jockey before the race started, but between quitting on principle and the start of the race, it was too late. Yeah. So, like, you're telling me there was no time. Did he, like, have to take a big or something and then afterwards he was like oh now to go into oh he got home he got home and parked his car and got in the house and he was like I feel like there's something I forgot Uh, to do I feel like I should warn that jockey I gotta warn the jockey I gotta warn my best friend about the hot hoof I've gotta warn that jockey who's married to the woman I'm in love with oh yeah otherwise this horse might I gotta let him know I gotta get down there and let him know although 
Although I I haven't had lunch yet. Yeah. And if I I should have lunch, so I've got the I energy to drive on an empty stomach. I'm going to need the quick energy to race across the racetrack yeah. to get in when I'm back there. So I should a roast just... dinner with all the trimmings. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> Let me. I've got to preheat the oven because this <laughs> this chicken's gonna take thirty minutes. Thirty minutes a pound, and then we have got to let it rest. Let it rest, or else the juices won't be reabsorbed into the turkey. <laughs> Takes a bite. You know what? This is dry. This is dry. <laughs> gonna need mayo, but I'm not. I'm not using the store bought stuff. Let me get out the eggs and the oil, the blender. I'm gonna make my own, the old fashioned way. <laughs> Okay, the race is in one hour, so <laughs> Well, I can't I can't run on a full stomach, I'd get a stitch. So yeah. I'll need to I'll need to wait. No, I'll wait for the it recommended forty five minutes. What a hypocrite I'd be if I were to run <laughs> down there with a health warning, having made a bad health decision myself. I mean, yeah, I can look myself in the mirror. So I'll wait here. Yeah. That'll give me fifteen long minutes to get in my car, drive back. When I get there, I'll the need jockey. a clear mind. I should have yeah. a nap. <laughs> I won't set an alarm. My body will yeah. wake me up. Mm, I don't want to park too close to the uh, <laughs> to the arena because those parking charges are exorbitant. If yeah. I park, if I park a few blocks away, just on a side street, yeah. it'll be free. I'll just walk the rest of the way. Yeah, it'll give me time to think about how hypothetically I would break the news to the woman I love <laughs> that her dirtbag's comeback husband, who I can't stand, has <laughs> was killed was... by something as stupid as a hot hoofed horse. <laughs> And now I tried to do everything I possibly could to stop it. Yeah, like a hero. Yeah. So no, there was simply no time to say, don't race the horse, it's got a hot hoof. Yeah. Uh, and the dad was, I don't know, he fell off the horse and a hot hoof yeah. went straight through his chest and burned his heart away. Yeah, the horse burst into flames. It's like having a lightsaber go through you. Hot, yeah, hot just punches a pure, yeah. like, cauterized hole yeah. directly through you. <laughs> the burning plasma of the horse hoof. Yeah. Went straight through. Uh, okay, uh, he was a good man and a great. He was a good man and a great rider, lies Mister Machado. So, uh, mom comes in with drinks. Also, and yeah, also, go on, go on. Also, also, the dad had the confidence of horses. Yeah, <laughs> <and> the- <laughs> oh my God, you're right. And at no point did the horse say, "I've got a hot hoof." You feeling good about this? Wonder bread. <laughs> I don't know, man. The horse is pretty, <laughs> pretty hard. Hoof's pretty hard down here, buddy. I feel like I might slip and punch clean through your ribcage. <laughs> Maybe he was wearing headphones and he couldn't hear it. Ah, uh, yeah, that'd do it. That'll that'd probably do it. Do it. Um, yeah. Or he has the confidence of horses but doesn't give a shit about what they think. Or he has the confidence of horses but none of the horses like him and want to talk to him. <laughs> he has the confidence of horses but he doesn't trust what they have to say. <laughs> he thinks everything. Yeah, everything. Hook. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Lazy. All right, where, and here comes the ask for money. Oh, here we come. Yeah, I'll here put we you go. out to start. Oh, you just need yeah, but... just need a hundred dollars to get a hoof yeah. ice. So, yeah. do you? And it's just oh, I need an ice bag for your hoof. I just How need much a, is that? Yeah, just need an inflatable clown. Is it? So always something. It's always something, something with, with you horses. horses. Now, Luke, if you'd had a plasma-hot horse hoof plunged through your chest, yes. you'd probably want to see a doctor, right? I, I, well, it's probably, I think I'm beyond that, am I? Well, you might not be. If the right doctor were to see you, they could save you. They could bring you back from the brink. But how to find that doctor who can deal with hot hoof through the chest? Well, Luke. I don't know. And also, how do I know if if my, a doctor would accept insurance for hot hoof through the chest it's quite a specific i mean you don't want to be quibbling over insurance details when there's a hoof sticking out your chest that's why 
you need ZocDoc, the free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. That's right, we're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, are located near you, and treat almost any condition you're searching for. For example, plasma hot hoof <laughs> comes right out your chest. These docs all have verified reviews from actual, real patients, not bots or anything, so our US listeners should absolutely go and check out ZocDoc and... What's best is that you can go to a special URL. That's right. Go to ZocDoc.com slash MCC to download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash MCC. ZocDoc.com slash MCC. Get the confidence of doctors. <laughs> That's not their tagline. <laughs> That's not the tagline. <laughs> but should be. I, maybe it should be. Have it for free, ZocDoc. Wait, no, no. No, call me and we'll discuss terms. Andy, I'm finding the plot of this film quite stressful because I wonder if Thunder Jam is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I wonder if any horses are going to be ground up. Yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah. It's a constant worry. What you need, Luke, Intense. is something to take... You need something to take your mind off it. Mm. You need a fun, peaceful pastime to take your mind off all these dead horses. Oh. Well, Luke, why not indulge in the timeless pleasure of assembling Ravensburger's extraordinary jigsaw puzzles? That actually sounds lovely. I would love to do a great big puzzle of some living horses. Of a horse that's alive. So alive. And static, and it can't die. It can't die. It can't live, but it can't die. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm almost 100% sure that Ravensburger don't offer jigsaw puzzles of dead horses. Uh, well, I don't know, because they have such an incredibly broad range of fantastic puzzles on offer. That's true, and they are premium quality puzzles crafted with meticulous attention to detail, bringing you an unparalleled puzzle-solving experience. With a rich heritage dating back to 1883, Ravensburger puzzles have become an integral part of families' lives across generations. Go to Amazon.com, a website you may have heard of, and see. Uh, check out Ravensburger's selection of, of cool puzzles there. They do puzzles that are small and quick and easy to do, and they do puzzles that have 40,000 pieces that are like an enormous challenge for your life. Yeah, they've got all kinds of captivating colours, stunning imagery and intricate designs that will delight people of all ages. So go to Amazon and check out Ravensburger today and find yourself a cool horse puzzle. That's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, one with like a, the mane is sort of flowing out and the horses... And these horses yeah. These horses couldn't be more full of life, yeah, Luke. Really muscular as well. Yeah, powerful, powerful flanks. Yeah, powerful, powerful horse. A powerful horse. So... It's the day of the race. B. Moody cannot stay in the saddle because his jockey pants are too slippery. Uh huh. At this point in the film, the phrase, the rider is essentially ballast, which is a line uh-huh. from The Simpsons, started popping into my head yeah. like every two minutes. Because I started to wonder at this point how much the jockey is really contributing. Um, I did Google it. Oh, okay. Jockeys don't email in because I did Google it. And I know now, because I googled it, that top jockeys have a feel for the horses they ride and they know strengths and weaknesses and they do some sort of hip movement that makes the horse go faster. Yeah, they can feel their rhythms. Yeah. Just like the sweet Californian <laughs> rock, rock rock funk of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Thunder Jam is now enormously confident. He's ready to run. He's not got a care in the world. He's ready to get out there. Cyclone is shown into the stall next to him. Uh, Cyclone gives him the tiniest amount of pep talk and it mentally destroys Thunder Jam. Yeah, um, so like, it sounds like Cyclone smokes four packs a day. Cyclone, Cyclone's voice is like this. <laughs> it's like, uh, sort of, hey, he calls him Thunder Jerk. 
and says, yeah. say your prayers, plug. Cyclone is voiced by Rick Ducommon, who was um, in The Burbs, which is a really good really? film with Tom Hanks. He plays, uh, yeah, he plays the neighbour, Art Weingartner. Wow. In, in The Burbs. There are some famous horses in this film. Yeah. If you haven't seen The Burbs, it's good. So, uh, Corey tells Thunder Jam to believe in himself. and Thunder Jam says he will try B. Moody puts his headphones on himself. Hollywood Shuffle, voiced by Sinbad, is also here. Thunder Jam's having this last-minute crisis of confidence and, and just starts panicking, shouting, I can't do this, I can't do this! And then moments before the gates open, Corey, in a moment of inspiration, desperation, who knows what to call it, grabs B. Moody's headphones and puts them on Thunder Jam, who says, hey, this is nice, what is it? And then the race begins. Yeah. And Thunder Jam... Now. ...is fast now. Now. I want you, Lister, to imagine the orientation of a horse's ears <laughs> <laughs> and the design of a standard pair of over-the-head earphones that you would get with yeah. like a Sony disc. We're talking about the, the old school ones where it's like there's no in-ear stuff happening. It's like a... It's yeah, like a foam pads yeah, foam, on a... a foam, yeah. foam little disc pads, yeah. I mean, you have a hard time keeping them on a human head. Yeah, they're awful. So every time we see Thunder Jam with these headphones on, they are nowhere near his actual ear holes. <laughs> well, of course not. <laughs> well, maybe Thunder Jam only needs to hear one second of the Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> red... pop punk. He just hears California and then he's like, <laughs> he's, he's off. off. <laughs> yeah. California. <laughs> off. <laughs> Done. This is more music um, that is like, okay, it's brilliant in this film how frequently it's like inspiring music makes Thunder Jam... Mm -hmm. Like gives Thunder Jam the power to run, but there is no licensed music, and all the music they do use is like terrible Sucks. audio network yeah. inspirational middle of the road rubbish. But everyone is visibly loving it, especially a horse. Yeah. It's just great. The the music both inspires him, but also it blocks out distractions from the trash talking horses who are constantly running their mouths. Yeah. So uh, Thunder Jam is running really fast. Oh, is, this oh, yeah. is a really fast horse, faster than like all the other horses, like you know, on course for victory. But then, yeah, Cyclone comes up on Thunder Jam and goes surprise like the Joker, and then <laughs> it's not clear what happens because it would have been hard to film. So instead, they just didn't. Yeah. Uh, but it's sort of implied that Thunder Jam got shoved. Yeah, the sort of the evil jockey does an evil move with the evil horse. Yeah, it's it, Thunder Jam yeah. is sort of smacked into a bit, I think. Yeah, and he limps to the line. Yeah, he loses. Thunder Jam comes last. Yeah, uh, the vet Lucy comes to check out Thunder Jam's leg yeah. afterwards. And says it's not broken. Uh, Thunder Jam pleads, please don't let her shoot me. Yeah, he pitifully Which cries is... in this film that thinks horse racing is good. <laughs> yeah, Thunder Jam, uh, by the way, voiced by the comedian Paul Rodriguez, who. Um, uh, his son is uh, the professional skateboarder, also named Paul Rodriguez, um, known as P-Rod. Whoa! If you're a fan of skateboarding. No way. I only know him because there was an extremely desirable pair of Nike Dunks last year called the What the P-Rods. Wow. Which were really nice. But hey. yeah, you should check out his signature shoes. They're cool. That is a great fact. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we're told that Thunder Jam just needs rest. C's going to be okay, Corey. No, I just want to hang with him until he settles down. I understand. Sorry, Corey. Take care of him, okay? So how do you feel? Like I let you down. Not a chance. You ran great. Well, thanks to you and the music. You like that, huh? Are you kidding? I loved it. It totally <laughs> soothed me. It got me into the groove. This is the moment in the film, because B. Moody is holding it, that I realise the music is playing from a CD player 
on <laughs> B. Moody's hip. There is. Oh, I mean, those things. Sk- those things skipped walking down the street. Oh my god. Okay, the- I have vivid memories of like being on holiday with my with my little CD player. Yeah, and having to and placing it. Like and and, and being delicately sat, sat on, a flat on the beach surface. and placing it so slowly on the beach and like if a kid ran past uh-huh. and like vibrated the sand it would skip yeah. my CD. Well, that's why the Red Hot Chili Peppers is the perfect choice of music yeah. because you can't tell if it's skipping. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the Chili Peppers are really cooking today. <laughs> yeah, wow, they're really cranking. <laughs> They're cranking so hard. They're cranking little bigbies. So Mom at the door sees uh, this this conversation between uh, Corey and Thunderjam take place. She sees Corey soothe Thunderjam yep. gently to the floor. She knows the confidence of horses is in full effect. Yeah, she mutters yep. to herself, La confianza, La de, confianza de caballos. She, she has the gift. I've got um, yeah, a note here. Luke is probably crying at this point. That... <laughs> Do you really? <laughs> yeah, was that the... Not at no. this point. Okay. Did fine. I cry in this film? Sure. Not at this point. Okay, fine. Not at this point. I didn't. I didn't actually cry at any point in this film, but but like it made me feel crying feelings. Sure. It it was it was close. We cut to Mr. Machado turning up. Um, Corey is icing Thunderjam's leg. He's doing better, and in runs B. Moody with a newspaper headlined yep. "Thunder Guts: Plucky Horse Inspires with Brave Finish." Now, um. If we hadn't have just done Get a Clue, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have gone to the significant effort required to read the news story itself. That's okay because like, it's only on it's only on screen for like half a second, and it crossfades it, into yeah, it's on screen for half a, very briefly half a second, and the font is very very small. And I'll tell you now that I I could not read all of it, but I could read almost all of it. Oh great, okay, Andy, would you like to know the news story? Is it written by Lexi Gold? Because <laughs> um, that would have been a beautiful crossover. You know what? It kind of has the writing style of Lexi Gold. Okay, um, interesting. Okay, so so B Moody runs in with the newspaper, shows the newspaper headline: headline Thunderguts subtitle: Plucky horse inspires with brave finish. Police are Great treating headline. as suspicious the disappearance of a honeymooning couple. What? What? The couple from Hawaii are keen walkers and plan to take an overnight hike across the hills. The alarm was raised yesterday when they were two nights overdue. Police are treating the disappearance as possibly suspicious, following the indication that the couple's car, a rented blue Toyota, was not found in the car park where they would have left it prior to the hike. What? It is not the first time that people have disappeared from that part of the island. (laughs) What? What? (laughs) When are they going to get to Thunderjack? (laughs) <laughs> really buried the lead with this story an area sorry i'm not finished uh, a horse was seen near the couple <laughs> that part of the island. it is not the first time that people have disappeared from that part of the island an area with yeah you said yeah an area with a notorious reputation as a drug growing area our theory is that the couple may have inadvertently stumbled across a drug plantation <laughs> and been murdered. Holy! By the brigands where? and local drug-crazed hippies. <laughs> brigands? Okay, okay. What I will say is, I could not read every word. Brigands is the one where I was like, I don't know. Brigands is my best guess. Drug-crazed okay. hippies, however, is clear as a bell. <gasps> Luke. Yes. Do you think it's the Red Hot Chili Peppers? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, this this sends the case in a whole new direction. You probably think I finished reading the news story. 
Well, yeah, I can't imagine there's more. No, but continuing, literally visible on screen, readable to anyone who cares to look in this children's movie on the Disney Channel. It continues. Uh Where the bodies are buried, if that is the case, is anyone's guess. But as we are on the subject, there are a number of possibilities. Wow. The first is that they could have been illegible, 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 local cliffs, illegible, illegible, (laughs) illegible. (laughs) That is as far as I could. Jesus. All right. What the hell? <laughs> Confidence of horses. <laughs> wow. Okay. It's, I yeah, it's absolutely wild. That is that is wild. Look, if you look, if you're listening to this and you work for Disney, please don't like tell them and like get it pixelated or yeah. anything. Like, don't. It's don't, it's fine. Just like, leave it. It's good. Leave this treasure. It's good like <laughs> or, this. Or or. You know what? Actually, listen to your heart. If you think maybe that this story about a couple being murdered by drug-crazed hippies should not be legible in yeah. your Disney Channel original movie, tr- maybe pixelate it, you know? Like, I th- do what you got to. Just let, let Michael Eisner decide. Yeah, let, 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 let Eisner make Eisner probably already made this call. That's true. Yeah, yeah that's why it's in the movie. It has to have been approved yeah. by Eisner. Eisner, we got a problem. We, uh, we just got the final cutback of, uh, of the horse one and uh, yeah. accidentally yeah. on screen. I, I don't know. I think, I think the props team were having a, having a bit of a laugh with us. I, one of them had a cousin who works at Disneyland Paris and they weren't happy. <laughs> they weren't happy so, about yeah, the lack so of So they, they've put in this whole, the whole story about... Um, a couple being murdered and where the corpses could be found. Yeah, it's a pretty great sort of thing you could give kids nightmares. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, think, like, it also mentions Toyota, which I think legally we can't do. They can't can't do that. Yeah. No. Um, so, what, how are you feeling about this? So, Mr. Eisner? Oh, it's a cardboard cutout again. <laughs> it, oh, it, he's done it again. It falls over. <laughs> What's this tape recorder underneath? Yeah. Says air it. <laughs> He's got Decom Guard 2.0 or whatever it was from first <laughs> yeah, right. Just, well, I yeah. don't... So, okay, I don't work in a um, in movie props department. You know, yeah. I don't know what kind of pressures these people are under, but I can't imagine it takes longer. Okay. It, yes. I can't imagine it's it's a quicker Look, process to find a new story. I presume this was cut and pasted from somewhere. To find a new story about a grisly murder than it is to write two paragraphs about a horse running fast. I did, of course, Google some of these phrases to see if I could find if this is like a real news story. It To me, it doesn't read like a real news story. I, no, it, it's way too like speculative. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, the other, and you know, some of the language is a bit odd. Um, but here's the thing. In Get a Clue, we were making fun of Get a Clue because the newspaper article is like three paragraphs that are that do relate to the actual headline and they loop. Yeah. That's, you know, fine. We've also seen instances in DCOMs of when you look at the text, it's all lorem ipsum. Like, you know, it's like literally placeholder Latin, right? Yeah. Also Laura, fine. Lorem ipsum, you know, etc. But it is like, there are, there just are a few solutions that are quicker, surely, <laughs> than popping in a story... About a couple about who, a grisly murder. About a couple who suspected to have been murdered by a drug by drug, drug crazed, crazed hippies. hippies who buried their bodies. I don't think a newspaper. Well, maybe it's sort of exploitative tabloid would use the phrase drug crazed. Drug crazed. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but they probably wouldn't also use brigands. No, that's if true. indeed it is brigands. Again, that word is hard to read. Um, I was going to say let let us email us your your theories, but like don't don't. Don't, you would don't have to bother. watch a lot of confidence. You'd have to watch a lot. I nearly called it confidence of 
effing horses. <laughs> You'd have to watch a lot of Ready to Run. I had to look at the top of my Google Doc. <laughs> I just had to look up the name of the film. <laughs> You'd have to watch a lot yeah. of Ready to Run. Ready to Run. You'd have to watch a lot of Horse Sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. I Googled Horse Decom. Sorry. Getting back to the movie, Thunder Jam is training. He's getting better. He's getting stronger. There's a thumbs up from the vets. We cut to another race. Thunder Jam wins it. We get a montage of newspaper headlines of Thunder Jam being good. Um, the crowd are all chanting, TJ, TJ. He's got signs in the crowd. Uh, newspaper headlines are all like, the musical Mustang triumphs again. He's like, um, you know, that, uh, again, with this, I can't relate to anything unless it's Simpsons references, but, but the yeah. Furious D episode where they get a horse and give it a mohawk and a leather jacket. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah, the fact yeah. that this horse wears headphones is like a huge yeah. selling point for this horse. Everyone's, Everyone's like, yeah, it. he's the musical Mustang. He's the rocking horse who can hip-hop, bebop, dance till you drop. And yo-yo, make a wicked cup of cocoa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, as the montage of Thunder Jam doing well and being successful ends, everyone is partying and having a nice time. We see Mr. Garris furious in the yeah. crowd as well. It's He's like, getting mad. It's like a hoedown that's been thrown by Pete. Remember Pete? Yeah, it's the end of season party. There's a banner that says, um, thanks for another great season. Yes. On the, at the party. Yeah. B. Moody is lassoing Gabby. Uh, yeah. Little He's brother. doing clown, clown <laughs> at the party. <laughs> He's rollicking and capering. Yep. Mr. Machado and the, the mama on a bench. Uh, she's, they're flirting again. She is flirting so unbelievably hard. She's yeah. sort of like all hot and bothered. Um, he says, uh, you remember that, that woman I, I spoke of the other day? And she's like, yes. And, yes. and he says, uh, do, do you think that she'd like to dance? And they start to dance and there is yeah. no way dad's <laughs> death was an accident. Um, <laughs> He's he, the their five-year plan has culminated. Yeah. Mr. Machado lets out a sigh he's been holding in for the past five years. <laughs> Did he have to die? Seems yep. that yes. it was the only way. <laughs> Flash forward 15 years into the new marriage, racked with guilt one night. There's something I have to tell you, darling. Yep. You remember the accident she puts... You a remember the plasma hot horse hoof <laughs> that went through your husband's chest? She puts a hand on his. I know. I've always known. I've always known. And it's okay. And then, uh, yeah, a plasma hot horse hoof emerges through his chest. <laughs> Did you really think you were the first? She says. <laughs> and you, sexier, younger, stable hand, steps from behind the curtain. <laughs> we could be together if only you could kill my husband with a hot hoof. <laughs> with a really hot, it's going to be really hot. Though. It's going to have to be really hot. It's got to go all the way through. <laughs> all the way through him. <laughs> hey, babe, say no more, baby. I got it. <laughs> So all this dancing is interrupted by a speech. It's Pete. He's praising the team and the kids. Yeah. Man, was I wrong about Thunder Jam, he says. Uh, and then says, let's bring up Mr. Bob Bethel, the chairman of Sonora Downs. Finally, we get to see Bob Bethel, <laughs> the chairman of Sonora Downs. Everyone falls silent. Yeah. They can't believe it's Bob Bethel, <laughs> the chairman of Sonora Downs. An awed hush. falls over the crowd. <laughs> Several people faint. A reverence of course, silence. they're all wearing Bob Bethel shirts, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, so Bob they're all Beth holding the light-up Bob Bethel candy bongs. So, <laughs> so Bob Bethel, in his inimitable Bob Bethel style, uh, says, This afternoon I took the liberty of entering Thunder Jam in a race. That's right. Thunder Jam, I've entered you in the Gold Rush Derby. Oh, wow. Everyone loses their this mind. This is presumably extremely meaningful. Everyone is yeah. it's very happy and impressed. Mr. Machado is, is, all, is, is, is struck. He says, I don't know. He says, oh, wow, I say we go for it. 
Everyone's cheering. We we learn the kind of the stakes here because Mr. Garris comes up. He's furious yes. and he explains that Thunder Jam has no place in a half million dollar claim race yeah. like the Gold Rush Derby. Listen, Bob, the Gold Rush is a half million dollar stakes race. Thunder Jam's a two bit claimer at best. He's got no business in a race like that. I disagree. People want to see him. He's fun. He's exciting. You could learn something from him. It's going to take more than headphones to win the Gold Rush, Hector. You're right. It takes heart. Something you don't know anything about. Excuse me. Oh, Mr. Garris. So the so the the finale is set. Thunder Jam will be competing in the Gold Rush Derby against Mr. Garris's evil horse Cyclone. Dun, dun, dun. So uh, B Moody says, uh, "Oh, we're going to." B Moody's talking to Corey. Says, "Oh, going to the Dart Derby. A uh, bit of a bit of a bummer, huh?" Yeah. Um, B Moody. We have to call him B Moody because uh, on IMDb That's his name. he doesn't have a. There's no. The B is not. It's nothing. B Moody is his name. Oh, it just makes me think of B movie. B movie. <laughs> yeah. So B movie. A sentient copy of the movie B movie. So B movie says. So the DVD of B movie says. B movie Corey. says. Um, it's cool that Thunder Jam's in the Derby and all, but who would you rather have riding him, me or you? And she's like, yeah, thanks, B Moody. I know. Yeah, I know. Uh, he says, look, I just I know what it's like to have a shot and nobody will give a damn. I just want you to know that I think you're a yeah. really good rider. I know what it's like to have people underestimate you because you're a literal clown. <laughs> I'm not a literal clown, B Movie. I'm an extremely competent <laughs> jockey. <laughs> I'm a clown. <laughs> so they're kind of bonding. Yeah. We cut to the barn. Um, we hear a cigar being lit and in strikes Mr. Garris. He walks up to Thunder Jam's stall. Mm. He looks at the CD player. He plays it, out come the sweet, dulcet, middle-of-the-road tones of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. (laughs) Maybe you are worth more than a bag of peanuts, he says to Thunder Jam, but nobody makes a fool out of me. Mm. We cut back to Corrie telling B. Moody that she can talk to horses. And then Mr. Garris says, let's see how you run when the music stops. And he throws his cigar into some hay, and then he walks out smoking his cigar. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) I... I th- okay, in the in the most generous interpretation of this, <clears throat> he's got two cigars. <laughs> in the most generous interpretation of this, I think it's supposed to be some of his cigar ash, but there's no way it looks ash like would a ignite. whole cigar, as I remember. It does. It thuds into the hay like yeah. a cigar. Yeah, and I don't think cigar ash would ignite hay. Mm. No. So I, let's yeah. say he was just he was just burning two cigars in his mouth. Yeah. There. Yeah. Or. He threw it down, waited for the fire to be there a little bit, and was like, "Well, I would actually quite like the rest of that cigar." <laughs> the rest, I'm gonna finish went, that. Ow, that's ow, a, ow, that's, ow, cu- ow, that's plugs it, Cuban. Plugs it from yeah. the fire. Yeah. Um. Anyway, the barn is now on fire. Yeah, the barn's on fire. Um. Thunder Jam sniffs the smoke and panics. Yeah. Uh. And is 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 you know doesn't want to burn to death. Obviously, Corey suddenly realizes that something is wrong. Yeah. So I guess the confidence of horses also includes telepathy. Yeah. Corey now. gets a psychic knife in the brain. <laughs> psychic <laughs> knife from. Whatever, yeah. whatever. Can't hear Thunder Jam talking. It's all been like actual sort of like proximity chat up till yeah. now, but no. It's so- just a feeling. Something's has, wrong with Thunder feeling. Jam, she says. Uh, they run and they and they say, oh no, smoke is pouring out of the barn door. Thunder Jam is on fire. He's back. Okay, it's actually yeah, just... a burning his- ember lands on his blanket, blanket. and his, the blanket over his back catches fire. I'm so glad he's like they flaming. say blanket because it just looks like Thunder Jam's on fire. Yeah. In a quite Maybe upsetting way. Maybe they added the, the blanket... Um, like they in, set a horse post. on fire and then afterwards they were like yeah. say blanket damn that really went too far yeah. hey. oh wow that thunder jams blanket was that on really fire. escalated quickly yeah who knew, who knew um, a fire would go up so quick yeah so b moody raises the alarm um uh he 
he, they both run into the barn. Uh, Cory gets the other horses. B. Moody goes for Thunder Jam. He manages to get the blanket off, but with his bare hands, and his hands are burned. Yeah. Um, TJ burned. escapes the barn. B. Moody's hands are destroyed. He may never trapeze again. Yeah. Uh, the fire trucks rock up about 10 seconds later, which is pretty quick, I think, for this like out of the way rural town. Yeah. We see B. Moody getting his hand wounds dressed. Yep. Uh, Corey, Corey looks at him like she's really pissed off with him. <laughs> and it, it holds on this shot for like five seconds. It's <laughs> oh, weird. Like, obviously the implication is, oh no, now B. Moody can't like ride. In- <laughs> it's not B. Moody, it's B. Moody. B. Moody can't run in the race now. But like, can't they just sort of tie him, it, like, <laughs> tie him in? The rider is essentially ballast, you know? Like, Yeah, can't they... It, it doesn't say anywhere in the rules that you have to sit on the back of the horse. Does he, he have to be strapped yeah. underneath him with a belt? Or he could be flopping around unconscious with pain. <laughs> he could be being towed on a little sled. <laughs> yeah, these are all legitimate techniques. Um, but no, apparently it's a disaster that B-Movie's hands are destroyed. Yeah. So uh, in the kitchen of the house, the fight is on to persuade mom to let Cory ride she's the only chance now she's the only jockey who can do it and the only reason to not let her compete is that she's never done it before (laughs) she's never done it before and her dad died doing the exact same thing but apart from the reasons that her dad died doing the same thing and she's literally never done it before at any level let alone this extremely high and dangerous level yeah there's no reason apart from that that she doesn't do it so um, the mum says no. She runs off to the stands, devastated. Um, and then the grandmother is like, "You won't be able to stand in her way forever. She was born for this." So the mother goes to like, and she'll die for this. <laughs> the mother goes to see. Um, yeah, the grandmother's like, "Sure, I'm going to hell for my sins." Yeah, but my sins <laughs> against horses. But she has a chance. <laughs> She's the one who has a chance. Yeah, she can put in a good word for me in heaven. Yeah, get me pulled, pulled up heaven. from hell. Yeah. So mum goes to find uh, Corey at the race course, sat alone in the stands, and they have um, a heart-to-heart. Mum concedes that she has the gift. Every time I look at you, I see your father. You have his eyes, his passion. As much as I've tried not to believe it, you have a wonderful gift. Father's gift. So Corrie's mum produces her father's racing silks. I want you to have these. He would want you to wear them in the derby. Do you think she she's says. washed all the blood out? <laughs> she's, there's, there's just still quite a lot left. There's a big burned circle in the centre where the hoof went through. <laughs> but part of her dad's chest is still inside. <laughs> but no, the mum has relented. She said that Corrie can ride in this race. She's got permission. The note I have here is, it would be so funny if she died in the race. <laughs> Andy. But it's just... No. After all that. Yeah, it would. So Corey's getting ready to go. She asks Thunder Jam, what if she's not ready? After all, she says, she's never done a single horse race in her whole life. Yeah. And TJ's like, don't worry about it. The rider is essentially ballast. Yeah. Um, he says, you've got all you need to be great in here. And sort of with his big horse head kind of waves yeah. vaguely at her heart. And he slams a hoof through her chest, <laughs> <laughs> underestimating his own horse strength. <laughs> Sorry, I thought my hoof was cold. <laughs> Turned out it heated up. But says you've got, you've just got to believe it up here, and then sort of broadly gestures with his big horse head at her brain. Yeah, uh, going for the peanut butter secreted by the actor's ear. <laughs> so they're only going for one yeah. night, but the whole family's loaded up at the station wagon. 
Yeah, they've loaded up the truck. They're heading out to Santa Clarita. A, a little yeah, and a song about dreams. Chili yeah. Peppers jam plays as the gang rides. It's a little song about dreams that plays. Yeah, written by Anthony Kiedis. Yeah. Uh, the locals have all come out to line the roadside with supportive signs. I like a lot of them, so that's nice. Yeah. We get a shot of uh, them merging onto the freeway. Uh, the horse trailer is clearly <laughs> empty. So the <laughs> jam fell out at some point on the freeway. <laughs> He just they didn't lock the door and he tumbled out the back into traffic. <laughs> just slid on out of there. <laughs> <laughs> so so bracing, our, Mr. bracing ourselves for tragedy, the audience continues watching. Cut to Mr. Machado frantically painting a different horse to look like Thunder Jam. <laughs> okay. They rock up at um Santa Clarita race course. Uh, they're playing with the big boys now. Mm-hmm. TJ gets out of the, TJ TJ gets out of the horse truck. Yeah, moaning that he needed to piss the whole time <laughs> for pissing freely all over. He doesn't. Uh, but. In the locker room, all the dude jockeys are sort of suiting up. Well, yeah, we see the boys' locker room and it's bustling, and then yeah. we see the girls' locker room and it's totally empty. Yeah, Corey has it has it all to herself. She emerges in her dad's racing silks, and her mom is there and says her dad would be proud. Yeah. Uh, the the family has made novelty Walkman horse ears to wear. Mm-hmm. They're like they, they look a bit like sort of plastic Pikachu ears. Yeah, um, they're sort of they're they're quite merchandisable though. I can see them doing well if the horse wins. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, so at least they're sort of going to make something back on the merch. Um, yeah. Although if what I have written down is that if this was Ascot or Cheltenham, they'd be politely but firmly beaten up by security <laughs> for dressing. Up. <laughs> politely but firmly asked to step behind a screen where they would be beaten up. <laughs> they would be beaten up. Yeah. Politely, but firm. <laughs> but they'd be g- genteely beaten up. Yeah. Uh, by someone resembling Dudley from Street Fighter. Yeah. Uh, so suddenly, shot. Well, there's a there's a there's a shot here, a brief shot yeah. of a goat named Crumpy freeing Hollywood the horse from his stall. Right. I missed that scene, and that makes sense of why later Hollywood Shuffle is saying, "Thank you, goat." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I imagine from context, you probably could have figured out what happened. Not really. He says, do you know how long it takes working with a goat or something? It's like something weird. Well, okay. There is a goat named Crumpy. Yeah. Who, who, I mean, yeah. So Hollywood horses... Shuffle has the confidence of goats. <laughs> yeah. Horses have the confidence of goats. Yeah. Humans have the confidence of horses. Yeah. Goats have the confidence of dogs. Well, not all horses have the confidence of goats. Hollywood Shuffle had to do something <laughs> I nice. Had to save a goat. Had to save a some... goat. Yeah. To earn it. Had to do something nice for a goat. Um, Okay, but anyway, suddenly over the tannoy, shock. An announcer rules that TJ Thunderjam cannot compete with his trademark headphones. A brutal announcement. Mr. Machado reels. (laughs) This is just, it's it's crazy. The rule says no electronic device can be used to increase the performance of a horse. The rule means you can't shock a horse to make him run faster. I know, that was the intent. Well, then change the ruling. I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do. This is probably because it's insanely dangerous, right? Like, 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 (laughs) it's endangering the horse and the jockey and all the other horses. It is bonkers to let a horse go out there and, like, deliberately restrict its... Yeah, they can't wear blinkers to stop them being able to see the other horses, so why remove another sense? Yeah. 
But Mr. Garris smiles as if he was something to do with Yeah, he kind well. of walks past smugly as if, like, he was behind the complaint. So Mr. Machado asks Cory, what do, what do you want to do? Uh, like, do you want to go ahead with the race even though we can't use headphones? And Cory says, look, this isn't my call. It's Thunder hey, Jam's call. It's not up to me. And then Mr. Machado should at this point call off the race because it's clear his jockey is hallucinating because she starts talking to Thunder Jam. Yeah. She's not told Mr. Machado that she can talk to horses. She's just like, well, it's not up to me. Thunder Jam, what do you want to do? Thunder Jam's like... And she's like, he said yes! He said yes! Yeah. So yeah, so they... They decide to go ahead with the race. Um, yeah, as they walk to the uh, the paddock, uh, Mr. Machado is giving the strategy um, to Corey. He says, duck inside, get to the rail. And as they walk to the paddock, um, Mr. Machado casually threatens to kill Thunder Jam <laughs> if any harm comes to Corey. Yeah, he says, he whispers to him. He says, I don't know if you can hear me, but if anything happens to Corey, I will shoot you. <laughs> yes. I will Not shoot in like myself. a fun way either. No, in a sort of like jokey fun way he's like I will shoot you dead with a gun so back on the ranch all the horses including Hollywood Shuffle have gathered to watch the race on TV in a scene that does yep. make sense because of a previous scene involving a goat yeah presumably the goat also turned on the television and tuned it to the right channel yeah the goat has the yeah. confidence of television <laughs> it did it saved a television once. <laughs> so uh, many in the crowd are wearing the Thunder Jam trademark headphones yep if this was Ascot, they'd have been shot with the lame horses, but... Um... Yeah, with a, an extremely ornately engraved hunting shotgun. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, it's time for the big race. In the gate, Cyclone the horse puts down his big villain cigar to tell Thunder Jam yeah. that there'll be no mercy this time. Yeah, he says one mean thing to Thunder Jam, and Thunder Jam immediately mentally collapses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Thunder Jam's really, really uh, scared. But, with Corey's help and encouragement, manages to ignore Cyclone's abuse... Yeah. Um, as the race begins, however... Yeah, he gets squeezed coming out of the gate, so he's at the back of the pack. They're way behind. Yeah. Um, B. Moody looks at his CD player and leaves. Mm. Um, the other horses in the stable, they're all commiserating about Thunder Jam's bad uh, performance. Yeah. It turns out that somehow Hollywood Shuffle has placed a bet on this race. <laughs> <That's the confidence. laughs> I'm not entirely sure how he did That's that. the confidence of bookies. <laughs> I guess if he did an internet bet with his hoof. Yeah, yeah. Could have, yeah, yeah maybe. could do that. Um, so suddenly, the confidence of the internet. Suddenly, B movie, yeah, <laughs> runs up to the announcer with his CD Walkman. He grabs yeah. the orcs and slams in the groovy sounds of Anthony Kiedis, Flea, Chad Smith, and John Prashante. Yeah. If he did this at Ascot, he would be poisoned. Yes, he would be. I'd have a big teapot full of poison. It, yeah, he would be throat. efficiently poisoned, and an apology <laughs> would be issued to all of the. His head would be placed on a pike at Buckingham Palace, yeah, and everyone would look at it and go, "Yes, yeah, good. Yes, well, good." Um. So he puts on a song, and the song is loved by all, and it encourages Thunder Jam to run faster than he's ever run before, yeah. but doesn't encourage any of the other horses even a little <laughs> Even at the slightest. And I know what you're imagining, listener. You're imagining some kind of pulse-pounding racing music that would really get you fired up. A real, a real like, gym finisher of a song, yeah. you know, the thing you put on to give you that final burst of adrenaline. Real proper 60 beats you know yeah. get out there really crush the opposition so let's have a let's have a little bit of this absolutely crushing music to show you what what he's listening to hope you can hear this tj needless to say who could fail to win a horse race with this with this mor ballad yeah. playing in the background um so yeah thunder jam is reeling in cyclone he makes the evil move 
Um, but uh, Thunderjam is able to avoid it. He ducks back inside, back into the rail, and then nose to nose. Mm. What an incredible race, says the announcer. It's a horse race, says the announcer, perhaps <laughs> realising for the first time what's going on. <laughs> Suddenly everything goes slow motion. The music yeah. is all twinkly and inspiring, and we hear in voiceover Cory and Thunderjam saying together the lines, you've got everything you need to be great in here. Yeah. You just need to believe it. You've got to believe it. Up here. And Thunder Jam wins! With the final spurt. I'm sorry? It's over. That's that's what it says. Thunder Jam with, with a final spurt. It's over. He's won. Sensational. He should have it's gone miraculous. before they left. <laughs> sorry. He doesn't do that anymore. He doesn't do that anymore. Okay. Um, yeah, Thunder Jam wins. We see scenes of people celebrating in front of TVs like that bit at the end of Independence Day yeah. where not everyone in the world is like... is <laughs> celebrating. Yeah. Corey is triumphant, and honestly, it is it is quite lovely. Yeah, um, um, I didn't cry here, but it was close. The tears were were pricking your eyes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're presented with the trophy. I've waited a long time for this, says Mr. Machado, and then he hands it to Corey, and she raises it aloft. Uh, it, we get a freeze frame. We cut to that picture in a in a frame on a building site. And their house is being built with their um, their five hundred thousand dollar winnings. Uh, it's now the Machado and Ortiz stables. Uh, B. Moody is for some reason DJing in a farmyard. Yeah, wearing wearing a bright yellow jacket. He's got a bright. He's got a yellow, big yellow blazer covered in yeah. musical notes, and he's DJing for a bunch of horses who look like they're trapped in some kind of yeah torture device. I, Mr. Machado walks up and says, "Can you turn the music down?" B. Moody turns it up, and then Mr. Machado sadly leaves, and the film ends. <laughs> he turns up this sort of like knockoff Faith No More. It's like really quite yeah. aggressive. Yeah, the horses don't look inspired. Can you please turn down the music? No. End of film. <laughs> Why didn't they end it with the winning of the race? With the winning, with the freeze frame of them winning. Yeah, it was so nice. Anyway, I mean, I could have, in, I could have inferred that the girl who was saving up money to buy a house when she won some money used it to buy a house. Yeah, I could have inferred that something nice would happen after the race. I wouldn't be like, oh well, yeah. I assume they all get hit by a truck on the way home or something. But it was important that we see B. Moody disrespect Mr. Machado to his face. Yeah. <laughs> all right, fine. And that's the end. Uh, yeah, that's the end. That's the end of the film. Um, so I liked it. Uh, I liked it. I, you know what I liked about it? Tell me. It really washed away the bad taste that Get a Clue left because this one doesn't have much plot, but I think that's good. It's like it, it has the right it, amount of plot for the kind of film yeah. it is, and it has a plot that makes sense yes. and has acts and has yes. like peaks and troughs and arcs, yes. and it is satisfying yes. at the end. It isn't a bunch of made up the last minute stuff that doesn't make any sense yeah. and people running around like they're in a Scooby-Doo film. I really like, I, I thought it was really quite good, even though I did slightly interrupt the pacing of the film by pausing it for about 45 minutes to painstakingly <laughs> transcribe a new story about a murdered honeymoon couple. Which, no, that's what Dwayne Dunham intended. And I'll be honest, when I then went back to watch the rest of the film, the vibe was off. <laughs> because <laughs> you were angry about this i wasn't angry story. i was sad i was thinking about no. this honeymoon couple that disappeared yeah that's fair they may never be found there may never be closure but yeah Dwayne dunham knows how to yeah. direct a movie yeah. i like so, this one well done well done it was good and i'm and you know i'm sorry if you don't like that listeners yeah sorry so if you don't like heartwarming stories about horses. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe go and watch a Ring of Endless Light, you deviant. Do you know what? I'm talking really confrontationally to listeners because I'm playing for time trying to fish up an email, but what I could do is just stop talking, find the stop email. talking, yeah. because we'll edit this. Okay. Andy, on the subject of Get a Clue, I'd like to read you uh, an email that we got. It's from Nathan. Uh, the subject line is, A Journalist's Thoughts on Get a Clue. Okay, this should be interesting. Yeah. Uh, Nathan writes, Dear Andy and Luke, 
I'm a full-time journalist with a journalism degree and everything. Wow. I was even in my high school journalism program in high school, like evil journalist Lexi Gold is. <laughs> evil journalist Lexi Gold is good. Before watching, I was eager to see how Get A Clue handles my often misunderstood industry. For the most part, journalists in the US are overworked, underpaid, mistrusted by people of all political affiliations, and liable to be laid off at any moment. I was saddened to see that most of the things the kids do in the movie would get you fired. <laughs> Cancelled on Twitter and run out of town by a mob with torches and pitchforks in the real world. But instead of going over all the bad and wrong things they did, which is basically everything, mm -hmm. I thought I would give you a brief list of journalistic things the movie gets right. So, it's not a long okay. list, Andy, but I'll read you it anyway. <laughs> okay, good. Using public databases to research the backgrounds of story subjects which is something that mm -hmm. Jack does in the movie. Simply Googling the name of someone in your story, knocking on someone's door and asking to speak with them, and involving Brenda Song in your news gathering. An essential step, says Nathan. Yeah, that, I think that's important. You have yeah. to. Um, you this have movie to. could easily serve as a what-not-to-do film for journalistic ethics class. Thank you for making the podcast and keeping me entertained while I drive around committing acts of journalism. Yours, journal <laughs> yours journalistically, Nathan from Ohio. Thank you very wow. much, Nathan. I didn't believe he was a journalist until he said all that journalist stuff at the end. I know, yours journalistically. <laughs> yeah, really convinced me. <laughs> Would a non-journalist come up with that? Yeah. If you want to get in touch with the podcast, you can do so by emailing momcantcookpod at gmail.com. And here's some more important news for you. One live show. Yeah. We're doing a live show, a Halloween live show. That's right. On the 29th of October. Yeah, that's at right. At Prince Charles Cinema in London. Yep. Very few tickets remain. If you want to come, don't put it off. Get them now because this thing is going to sell out. Yep, snap it up. Snap them up. Uh, yeah, it's going to be really, really fun. It's going to be awesome. We're recapping the Tower of Terror TV movie uh, from the 90s. Yep. Starring Steve Gutenberg and Kirsten yep. Dunst. It's such a cool venue as well. It's got like plush red seating that is just going to be so aesthetically in keeping with the film. It's going to uh, be great. But be we've amazing. sold, like, lit seriously, folks, we've sold about four-fifths of the tickets yep. so, so get in there if you want some yes and possibly we'll have to edit this out by the time yeah. this goes out if we have sold out by that point also other important business you can get more mom can't cook than you may currently be experiencing you can or get want. it every week by joining our patreon by going to patreon.com slash extra helpings to sign up to mom can't cook extra helpings where every off week we recap an episode of the disney channel original tv show so weird which is really really fun it's a sort of horror x-files anthology thing um but not yep. but for children bad. yeah yeah it's <laughs> it's fantastic uh it's so much fun to recap the episodes are brilliant and wild and you should listen to them um if you want to have a little little taster you can go onto the, uh, the patreon.com forward slash extra helpings and there's little five minute previews of each episode so if you want to just listen to what they sound like go over there and check that out yep okay andy what do you oh oh merch momcantcookstore.com there you go if you want to buy some merch andy yeah. Thank mm -hmm. you for bearing with me, my and my sure. sweet basic soul, on a. I liked lovely, it. I like this one more than one the Ring of Endless bloody dolphin one. Why didn't one? you like Ring of Endless Eye, but you like this one? It was that one was really boring. Whereas this one had cool boring. horses. Boring. Yeah. a dolphin. Dolphins are boring. Oh, okay. They're just a grey cylinder. <laughs> horses are just a brown cylinder with legs. All right. Well, sort of legs. Snappable legs. Yeah. 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 Okay. Do you, ever, do you ever see a hot hoof come off a dolphin? I think wasn't there that thing about like how horses are sort of mechanically an absolute disaster? Yeah. Did that's you... why they're great. <laughs> okay. 
All right. Fine. You're probably wondering what decon we're doing next. <laughs> yeah, what week. decon will we do next? Yeah. Well, because we're, we'll be into October. Finally. When this one airs, uh, we're going to do a spooky one. We're going to yes. do Phantom of the Megaplex oh. from the year 2000. Yes. I will now redo the description from Disney+. Plus. 17-year-old Pete Riley works as the assistant manager at the local multi-screen movie theatre, where rumour has it a phantom haunts the Megaplex. But while Pete and the rest of the theatre staff are working to prepare for a star-studded premiere, a string of peculiar occurrences, all tied to the films being shown, awakens the myth of the Phantom of the Megaplex. Is there really a phantom or just a phantom wannabe? Okay, I actually yeah. can't remember anything about this one. I know I've seen it. I remember that the aesthetic of the cinema, the Megaplex itself, is, br- oh is my God. so pure. So choice, yeah. like 2000s mall aesthetic. Oh, I can't wait. God, it's you, can, great. you can practically smell the popcorn syrup <laughs> trod into the carpet. Yeah. We're gonna have to pr- you're going to have to practice your pronunciation of the word mall before we do the next episode, Luke. You told me cause... to just say it like Darth Maul. Yeah, yeah, mall. exactly. Mall. Yeah, We're mall. going down to the mall. So, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Yeah. Okay, right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. And Luke, I think after this, I think we can say we truly have the confidence of listeners. Oh, wait. Does that we can read their thoughts? Uh, mm, I, well, yeah. I don't know. I if I was, it was more. It was more like um, we've. What if it's criticism? More like we've done a nice thing for them now. Right. With this podcast. Okay. And, yeah. Yeah. And so now we can. From now we can read their thoughts. From this. From point this point, so on if we you, can. Yeah. But if you were thinking of having any thoughts, don't. Well, Don't from now just on. Keep them P- just they... keep them PG-13. Keep the... Uh, yeah. Okay. Mm, PG... Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, whatever feels right is what I'd say. Whatever feels right yeah. to you. Whatever feels right to you. 